of his engine set a sort of run hot Try to trade it in at a used car lot The man could believe his unnatural eyes When she pulled it up into his drive Right on, Josephine, right on
Bees don't waste their time explaining to flies why honey is better than shit. It's T-shirt time. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So nice. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh my God! Shut up now! You shut up! This I'm just trying to let everybody cool. know so they put their T-shirts. This is my Kabul skydiving T-shirt. Christopher got this for me a few weeks back when that old boy jumped off the plane from like 2,000 feet or couldn't hold on anymore and we were leaving there. You know, when Joe Biden, you know, tucked his tail between his leg and ran. Yeah, so I got my Kabul uh, skydiving t-shirt from Christopher and Copenhagen on my birthday. Thank you so much, Christopher. I appreciate that. And not only did he do one, but he did two reviews. One got taken down. I don't know why the fuck he got taken down last week by Facebook, but he did Malignant again. So that one's up there, right? We got we got Malignant up there, and we've got the new Gerard Butler movie, uh, Cop Shop, which I did want to see now that I read the review. And by the way, Christopher, mwah, magnifique. Great job with the review. I wish you would have came and hung out with us the other night, Christopher, but I, I realized that you probably had to get back to war-torn Fresno. Uh, yes, both those reviews are up right now at uh, the Facebook show page, the Arnie State Show. Go check those reviews out. He did a wonderful job and was still able to make it to the show on Friday. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, first one here is Braddy Kid. Good morning to you, Braddy Kid. I hope you have a wonderful day today. Mike D and uh, Adam J wish me a happy birthday on my birthday Last week, so thank you to you, gentlemen. Douglas, good morning. How are you, my friend? Straight fire, great to see you all at the show. I wish I knew who you're all, though. You should have stuck around. Straight fire, I was looking for you. I had a hat, I had a shirt for you. I'll get those to you this week, promise. But it was nice seeing you. Thanks for taking the picture. Good-looking family you got there. Awesome shit, man. We had a good time. Hangtown Jim, good morning-ass family. Happy Monday. Ghost Nevada says, morning, y'all. Uh, everyone else going through the show withdrawals? Yes, Fred. I, I Look, man, nobody hates it worse than me because I, I can't stop watching news. I even watch news when I'm on vacation. I'm like, oh, shit. And last week we had so many oh, shit moments. Thank God there's something we can come back to, which we will be getting to. Young Harm, my man. Now, now it, wasn't, it happened last week. We kind of talked a little bit about it. But my T-shirt store is up and running now at T Public. All you got to do, go to my link tree, find the links. You can find the links to the Arnie State Show. 
And we have, I think, three T-shirts up there now. We've got the AIG shirt. We've got the uh, University of Ash shirt. And the Nature is Not Your Friend shirt. The Rochester shirt that Whitey drew up. Which we'll talk about here. All at tpublic.com. Awesome, awesome shit there. Uh, so, yeah, and Young Harm, it, Young Harm has done so much, and, and Ratburger, too. We're working on some cool ideas of things that are going to be happening here real soon at arnieradio.com. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a great year. 50 and 51, yeah, fucking A, we're going to take over the fucking internet. Joe who? That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, Derek says, good morning, ass family. Boo Monday, yes. Kale says, fucking finally. Do you know how bad this last week was without ass? I hear you. Oh, I know. Hot Mama, it was great to see you at the show. Cut your damn kid's hair. And teach that boy how to properly wear overalls. He ain't in a damn boy band. Good Christmas. Hot Mama says, straight fire. would love to meet you. Sassy Pammy. Uh, we, we saw Sassy Pammy when we were in Sacramento. She did not make the show. She was a tad bit under the weather. Got to meet her new dog. It was fantastic. Straight Fire says, I was right behind Braddy Kid in the black shirt. Uh, Mama 40, uh, meet you too. Douglas, how about them Raiders 2-0, and o, baby? Uh, how about them Raiders at 2-0? and o? How about? How about them Cowboys? Yeah, yeah baby. 56-yarder to win the game yesterday. And the Longhorns won 58 to nothing on my birthday weekend. Oh, I, I got to talk about that. I'll talk about, I'm, I'm going to talk all about this shit. Douglas says, fuck Joe Biden. Loved hearing those chants at football stadiums. My favorite one, I heard it at Penn State, and I know a fucking, a, a libtard that is so liberal. I mean, he is the wokest, like, 48-year-old guy I've ever met. His name is Gavin, and he does another morning show, and he went to Penn State. <laughs> By the way, how can you be so woke going to Penn State, also known as Kid Raper University? And they have this thing called a whiteout. Hello, a whiteout? I think that's a tad bit on the racist side, isn't it? Uh, in front, good morning to you, my friend. Orca, good morning. So glad to have something to listen to in the morning again. And great show, Friday. Thank you, thank you. Uh, v Coop says, for celebrity ass deathmatch, I thought of a category we have options for. The category is marriage. We can do the Mount Rushmore. Or if we want to do terrible marriages, we can do the human centipede. Okay. Straight Fire, I was right behind you. Caden, my son, had the Dodgers gear on. Hangtown Jen, only regret about the show, I didn't introduce myself to the ass family members. I mean, I know a lot of you, but I'm sure there are plenty of that I should have said hi to. That's okay. Triple T in the house. Triple T was there Friday. Good morning, ass family. Tim in Grass Valley, he was there. Good morning, ass family. It was great meeting you all. Cowboys are one and one, though. Yeah, I know. Hot Mama says, fuck the Raiders. Hey, the Raiders are 2-0. Got to give them some love. Got to give the Raiders a little bit of love. Not much, but just a little. They are 2-0. I believe there's only one defeated team in the AFC West, and that is the Chargers, thanks to my beloved Cowboys. We should all wear name tags next time. All right, so highlights from the trip. But First of all, the biggest highlight was seeing you all at the show Friday night at the Esquire IMAX. Thanks to Doug and his staff. They did a great job at the IMAX. We had so much fun. Uh, 
I felt like that was one of the best shows I've ever done. It's available right now, by the way, at OnlyFans, which uh, Arise wrote about this morning. I didn't say good morning to Arise. I, I skipped past her. I don't know why. She says, good morning. Got to enjoy the show on the OnlyFans site. Way to go, Arnie. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, yes, it is up there. Oh, yeah, the Chiefs lost last night, too. That was fucking, that game was crazy. Holy shit. But, uh, so, yeah, Friday was Friday was just magnificent. Not, not only was it my birthday, not only was it my 50th, but we had the stand-up show. We went out afterwards, and Alicia made us walk 68 miles, which that didn't make me very happy, but at least Tim and Nicole was there. Or, I'm sorry, McTex and, and, and Nicole were there. Ah, <laughs> Buenos Dias, Ogre. He says, has anyone pork snorkeled lately? And, and my man, Jose, but we all know him as Chip. He loved that line. And by the way, the highlight is I got the Evil Knievel toy. Holy shit. The Evil Knievel toy was used yesterday. So let's go back in time, shall we? Let's go back. Oh, I got to get my going back in time music. There we go. Uh, go back to when we got to Sacramento. Uh, we, we flew out on Monday. Let, let, me, let me walk you through this. This, this was... <sighs> Alicia, you mean Sacagawea? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny when you called her that. Um, so we flew out, flew southwest. Had a, uh, we had changed planes in uh, Las Vegas. And everything was fine. I mean, it was full flights. But the, the flight from Dallas to Vegas, I had an empty seat in the middle. That was good. Get to Vegas, uh, a bunch of people who listened to the old show, and a lot of people listening to this show were in Vegas. We were leaving Vegas on a Monday, and I didn't think, I didn't think, obviously, fucking busy-ass day at the Vegas airport. Not quite as busy as Sunday, but Monday was pretty fucking busy. And that flight was packed. And I get stuck, we sit in the very front row, because, of course, I have issues flying, quote-unquote. So we're sitting there. And see, this is what sucks about being raised as a gentleman. Do you think gentlemen like walking on the outside of the street? No, they don't. So this fucking dirty-looking skater chick, who I didn't even ask what her fucking pronouns were, because it was a she, but she looked like a he, and I didn't want to assume anything. Uh, Foot says it was a great show all around. El- Ellis was hilarious, great opening. Oh, look, man. Ellis is... Uh, Ellis is a a true comedian, he's a true gentleman, and he's a true friend, and it was my honor to have Ellis there. Uh, Ellis was awesome. Good morning, Harrison. Now, we ain't going to talk about beating Texas this week, because we won 58-0 this week over Rice, which is like our little baby brother, and then there's Tech, which is our, our like, middle brother. Uh, You killed it with younger crowd. Arnie Xavier came out and he said, hey, that Subway thing, he's right on about that shit. Yeah, Subway ain't no fucking restaurant. But good. I'm I'm glad that everybody liked the show. So so we're flying to Sacramento, right, and Skater Girl's sitting next to me. And and she gets on. There's plenty of seats in the fucking back still. But she has to choose sit right in the middle of between me and Braddy Kid. And I said, no, I'll take the middle seat because that's what a gentleman does. He takes the fucking middle seat. I take this goddamn middle seat. (laughs) 
Hot Mama says Ellis's tight pants were distracting. We talked about that at dinner all night afterwards, too. Oh, Ellis. So we're, we're flying, right? And the girl looks at me, and she wants to start some sort of fucking conversation with me. I don't look like a person to start a conversation with. She goes, she looks at me, and I'm not kidding. She goes, so are you from Milwaukee? I, I, huh? Am I from Milwaukee? And I just said no, and I turned away, and I thought about it for a few seconds. And I looked at her and said, excuse me, uh, no offense here, but why would you ask if I'm from Milwaukee? She goes, well, I'm from Milwaukee, and I just ask everybody that. I go, you realize we're leaving Vegas? We weren't leaving Milwaukee, stupid. She didn't say anything else to me after that. I was like, okay. Get to Sacramento. This was a no-frills trip, by the way. We stayed at the lovely Super 8 Lodge and Suites. I, I can't imagine how great the suites are because the lodge sucked a big fat fucking cock. Arnie, a fart would have ended that conversation quickly. Thank you, V Coop. I appreciate that. So we check into this fucking hotel. Jesus Christ. We were there Monday through Saturday. They did not clean our room once. Not once. I had to go get fresh towels like on day three. I went downstairs and said, can I please get some towels? And uh, the lady working behind the counter, she's like, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, did you bring your towels down? So I had to go upstairs. Get the fucking towels, bring them down, and then she watched me count them out. A one, a two, a three, a four. And she gave me four towels back. One day there was some sort of liquid, urine, spilled in the elevator. They just sat there with the fucking sign. Nobody mopped it up. They just put the fucking sign down. Oh, what a shithole hotel. No, they didn't blame COVID. Oh, they were they were replacing the carpets too. So like day three, I got this lovely fucking high of of fumes of glue or whatever they fucking put down. Uh, I'm trying to imagine them in Milwaukee's gate. Oh, sure, you betcha. Hit the half pipe right there. Sweet stuff, yeah. Oh, I did kick the sign out of the elevator. I, I, I was not having any of that place. The, the, the one thing that really, really bummed me out, oh, man, we went to McCooney. That was, that, that was the only place I wanted to eat while I was in town. First of all, McCooney has jacked their prices. I, they were already the most expensive sushi place in Sacramento. I couldn't believe how much more expensive it's gotten. Barbecued tuna. Five pieces, five chunks of tuna that they barbecue just a little bit to get a sear on. The inside still raw. Was like $18. $18. Didn't order that. Then 
I order my zigzag hand roll. That is my go-to. That is the one thing that, oh. It comes, and it's not even really wrapped all the way. And I look at the plate, and the plate looks kind of, eh. Like, you know how they, they'll, they'll put, like, a cool, like, design on there with whatever mustard or mayonnaise or whatever sauce they're using? It looked like it was just a stain that was on there, and then I bit into it, and there is nothing better than when you bite into a zigzag hand roll and you taste the dish soap that was left on the fucking plate. Oh. I called the fucking waiter. Well, the waiter was incompetent to begin with. Some people, I'm not going to mention names, bratty kid, can't use chopsticks. So she asked for a fork when we ordered. The guy walked by us four times. I, kept, I, I asked him twice. Then he delivered her food without a fork. I said, excuse me, can she get a fork, please? Oh, yeah, sure thing. He walked in back, came out, no fork. Walked by us again, no fork. Finally, I called the fucking man. I, I called for a manager. I go, can we get a fucking fork, please? I stopped this one guy. I was like, can we get a fucking fork? Then that's when my zigzag came out, and I bit into it and tasted Dawn soap. Not the other one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Called that motherfucker over. I had a $10 gift card. That covered everything. I, uh, I I told my, my friend Taro, the guy who owns Makuni, I was like, man, look, I, the, the, I was really looking forward to it. And he blamed it all on not training people. That was it. I, his response back to me was weak. So I, I'm announcing it. I announced it on my birthday. I, I'm never eating sushi again. Makuni's the only place that I really like sushi unless somebody wants to take me to Nobu or something like that in L.A. where I'm hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger and throwing shit at him and Sylvester Stallone. Done. Oh, I was heated. I was heated. Yeah, the soapy plate was, oh, I was so mad. I was so mad at that. Is crew still in Sacramento? They have good sushi. I, I have no idea. I, I, I ate that, and that was all that I wanted. Uh, we had to do a few things Saturday before we flew out. And uh, what else? Uh, Saturday. Uh, what, was, what was I going to talk about on Saturday? Oh, oh, Braddy Kid had to get her 46 loaves of sourdough bread because the sourdough bread in Texas here doesn't stack up, so... We have, like, all this sourdough bread now at the house, and she brought an actual extra suitcase just for the bread. And it all fit. So we get on the plane, right? And it says, flight from Sacramento to Dallas. Usually when it's Sacramento to Dallas, that means it starts in Sacramento, and then it lands in Dallas. Yeah, the problem is, is there was a stop, and we had to stay on the plane in Las Vegas. Nobody told me that shit, though. Okay. I found that smaller sushi places in downtown or midtown are much better than Makuni, and the staff are all actually Japanese. Anytime you walk in a sushi joint and some honky says, Masamase, 
they're in trouble. Yeah. Oh, you got sick on the way home? That sucks. The white stu- sauce uh, stuff from Spaghetti Factory. Uh, the Alfredo sauce made you sick? Uh, that sucks. I'm sorry. So we, we land in Vegas, and I'm like, okay, this will be a perfect time because the Longhorn game's fixing to start, and, and I have the direct TV app on my phone. All I got to do is get the $8, sign up for the Wi-Fi. Boom, I can watch the Longhorn game in peace. And the assholes, the, the motherfucking asshole pilot said, uh, the flight from Vegas to uh, Dallas is two hours and two minutes. Yeah, yeah, why don't you add another hour to that dick face? It was a three-hour flight. A three-hour flight. So, of course, I spend my $8. I get the Wi-Fi. Oh, this was actually on the first leg. This is from Sacramento to, to Vegas. And guess what? For some odd reason, the direct TV app wasn't coexisting with the Wi-Fi. So no, I did not get to watch. I watched the long. I watched the first half of the Longhorn game while we were on the tarmac in Vegas. So there was saving grace for us sitting there. And yes, I was being an obnoxious Texas fan the entire time in that fifty-eight to nothing ass kicking of Rice. They knew it was my birthday. There were really no other highlights from that trip. I, I, I mean, from that the flight. I can't think of any. Sat up front, did all that kind of stuff. Nobody had sat in between us on either one of them flights, so that was good. Man, oh, man, they are getting fruitier and fruitier up there. Mm-mm-mm. Got back, watched the Cowboy game yesterday, got the show ready, so we're doing the show now. That is the highlights of the trip. So uh, all in all, fantastic trip. Thank you to everyone that, that showed up. Thank you to everyone for the gifts. Uh, Tim gave me Ric Flair socks. Woo! We got to talk about Ric Flair this morning. He's in a tad bit of hot water. First, though, the first thing we got to do is we, we, gotta, we definitely, definitely, definitely got to do. Yeah. We got to talk NFL, but man, oh man, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Holy shit, where did the fucking fight go? Oh no, the fight is gone? Not now, I I just want to see the damn fight. Oh, it's not letting me pull up the damn fight now. Jesus, there was a fight at the tailgate party of the Browns-Texans game. And it was all Browns fans beating the hell out of one another. I don't know if y'all can find it on yours, but it's not not the greatest fight in the world, but it's good. I mean, somebody's fucking tailgate uh, buffet gets wrecked. Oh, man, I'm bummed out that fight ain't on there. Damn it to hell. Uh, Straight Fire says, Arnie, really thought uh, highly where you were talked about uh, just what makes you a true friend during your show. That was so spot on and really hit home with me. Thanks for always breaking things down and helping make sense of it all. Well, you were very, very welcome, Straight Fire. I was very proud of what I wrote uh, 
I will say this. That was one of the proudest I've ever been of a show that I've written from beginning to end. Uh, it, it all worked out. It all flowed really well. You guys liked it. So, Sassy Pammy did keep us updated after the first half, so thank you for that. All right, so we don't have this damn fight. Crapola. Crap, crap, crapola. That's all right. Um, oh, wait, let's see. Okay, hold on. Brady Kid sent it back to me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, fuck yeah. Here, here it is. Here's the fight. Now we go. All right, so this is two sets of uh, Browns fans. And first of all, if you're a Browns fan, what are you fighting for? It's so good right okay, now. Okay, here's a square it. off. A couple of honkies. Oh, yeah, let's go. Get it. The fattest Get Odell it. Beckham Jr. I've ever seen. Oh, they're fighting over by the ported pilots. Oh, hey, he goes down. Okay, there we go. Boom, boom, boom. These are the slowest right hands I've ever seen. My God. I haven't seen a fucking punches that slow since the Special Olympics last year. Oh, he's swinging uncontrollably. By the way, all Browns fans. Now, now there's a large African-American man that I even wouldn't fuck with. He's pushing them apart saying, hey, stop this. Guy's smoking weed right there. All right. Uh-oh, now a guy's bone up against the big-ass black dude. Another black dude's holding him back. Oh, we, we, we've come to a... Oh, there's another black dude, number 41. And the fight is on again. Oh, my God. The mayhem. Oh, the black dudes. Oh, everybody's getting pushed around, shoved to the ground. Some woman's laughing and trying to video. Oh, there goes the buffet. Oh, dear God, not the buffet. Chips and dip is everywhere. Oh, a guy slides on the French onion dip. Oh, now they're breaking things up. Black lady with the long, long ponytail breaks things up. After Browns fans everywhere collapse, realizing we're Browns fans and we're fighting at a Texans game. Oh, God almighty. That is terrible. This is when you hear the Undertaker's gong and everyone straightens up. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, nothing better than smoking Cleveland weed. Yes, the Cleveland weed is fantastic. I bet some people get to go to the game just for the fights. Shit, if that's the way it's going to be, I'm going to start going to Cowboys tailgate parties. I bet you I see a bunch of better fights. Oh, all right, here we go. Let's see. Uh, we'll go over tonight's game. By the way, Thursday, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy will be on. We'll go over some of the college games from uh, next Saturday and then all the NFL games. Uh, take a look at the games. Tonight's game, the Lions and the Packers, both teams are looking for their first win. Packers are an 11.5-point favorite. I'll go ahead and take them. Taking out the buffet table is just plain wrong. Apparently, there was a brawl at the Cowboys game, too. I, I would expect that. In San Diego, yeah, I'd expect that. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, last night's game, I, I got to say, last night's game was pretty goddamn entertaining. The Ravens beating the Chiefs. Back and forth, back and forth. Chiefs were about to, to kick the game-winning field goal, and Fumalaya! Spread on tonight's game is 11.5. Green Bay is an 11.5-point favorite tonight. 
the craziest game of the day yesterday had to be the Titans and Seahawks. The Seahawks were up 29, like 29 to like 13. And they ended up losing 33 to 30 to the Titans. Good God. We've already talked about the beloved Cowboys winning against the Chargers. Tom Brady's 2-0. God damn. He just keeps winning. That's all he does is he just keeps winning. They beat the Falcons yesterday, 48-25. Cardinals game against the Vikings. The Vikings should have won that game. Kicker missed a 37-yard field goal at the end of the game. Boy, they're giving Kyler Murray way too much love. I, 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 I can't wait till that balloon busts. Broncos and Jaguars, nobody talked about it. Uh, by the way, uh, our boy Andrew, who listens to the show, uh, he's a big Saints fan. <whistles> Saints shit to bed yesterday. You know, everybody was saying Jameis Winston last week. Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston showed his true colors yesterday. Panthers beat the Saints 26-7. And then there are the Las Vegas Raiders. I got to say, hey, congrats to the Raiders. 2-0 on the season. Going to Pittsburgh and winning. Not an easy place to play. But bravo. Bravo to that. That was a heck of a game for the Raiders. Niners beat the Eagles. I heard, I guess, Ogre, I saw somewhere that you wrote that there are a bunch of cheap shots. Let's see. Tim sent me the link for this. Uh, let's see. Link for this fight in the Cowboys game. Or the Cowboys. This video, uh, I understand and wish to proceed. No, that's the same fight. This is the, the Charger. This is the Cleveland Browns game. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Niners did win 17 to 11. Good, good. Let the Eagles keep losing. Fuck the Eagles. We play them Monday night. Uh, let's see. Patriots won, beat the Jets. Shocking. The Bills destroyed the Dolphins 35 nothing. Rams beat the Colts barely. Browns won, even though Baker Mayfield did maybe get a little hurt. Not hurt enough. The Bears-Bengals game. Did you see the Bengals quarterback, uh, Joe uh, Burrow? On three straight passing attempts when they had the ball, he threw interceptions. Threw an interception, and Chicago scored. Threw an interception, Chicago punted. Threw another interception, Chicago got the ball game. Uh, The new taunting rule is fucking a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the the guy from Kansas City started that rule because he did the peace sign to some dude last year. Look, look, here, here's my opinion on things. In the NFL, I don't even think they should allow touchdown celebrations. You know why? You're doing your fucking job. You're getting paid to score touchdowns. The place they don't allow celebrations in college, let the kids celebrate. Long as they're not being unsportsmanlike and putting in somebody's face. I ain't got a problem with it. The Redskins, I'm sorry, the Washington football team, because we can't call them that, barely beat the Giants. Giants suck. Redskins suck. Whatever the fuck they're called, they suck. Uh, fuck the Eagles. They kept diving and tackling, taking knees and ankles. What the fuck is a chop shop then? I don't get it. 
They tried to kill rookie running back with an elbow to the neck and head-to-head hit. If you're an Eagles fan, you're a North Korean fan, too. I've been saying that for a long time. You can celebrate if you're on defense and score. That's why my he fucked my fantasy team. Fuck you, Joe Burrow. You can call them Redskins. I approve. Okay, good. Good. Thank you, Douglas. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep calling them the Redskins because I, I will not call them the Washington football team. So we will have more uh, NFL later this week. We had to cover that, though, right away. Now, last week I was off. And, I, look, uh, you guys might not like when I'm off. I hate it when I'm off because I missed such a delicious story. And I can kind of piggyback this into last night. If anybody wasted their time with the Emmys like I did, I watched it because my show Ted Lasso, the Jason Sudeikis show on uh, Apple, won everything. Comedy Series of the Year, Best Actor in Jason Sudeikis, Best Supporting Actress, and the dude who plays my fucking spirit animal, Roy Kent. The dude who plays... Roy Kent. He's every fucking way at Roy Kent. He won. And he said I was explicitly told not to curse up here, and then he goes on a cursing tirade. But I noticed something last night. It was very interesting that none of the people sitting in the crowd nor nobody that was presenting awards or getting awards had a mask on. And the awards were taking place in Los Angeles, you know, where they have a mask mandate in place for businesses. So if you have a business... And you don't force your patrons to wear a mask, they can close you down. But the Emmys, hmm, the only people that were wearing masks were the people that were working it. The peons, if you will. Yes, Scott, I agree. Ted Lasso is the truth. But this reminds me of last week when the Met Gala happened. Everybody, everybody remember this? Okay, do, do we need to go back in time just a little bit for the Met Gala? I, I mean, I don't mind. Oh, we're all these highfalutin celebrities. And, 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 and Pete Davidson, for some reason, was there. They're wearing all these clothes and these designer gowns that cost thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And who was there but AOC herself, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Buenos dias, como esta? And she had a very interesting dress on, a gown, if you will, a white gown. Now, now, regular people were not at this. This wasn't as, this, this is something that we just can't walk into and go, hey, we want to go to the Met Gala. Aldo, good morning, my friend. I don't, the Met Gala is supposed to be the beginning of the fashion year. That's all I know about it. I, I've wondered the same thing of what, what's the point. The only people that had masks on at the, at the Met Gala were Kim Kardashian and Kanye because it was a part of their costume. 
like to me, the Met Gala is is like Halloween for the super rich because they wear these fucking things and they look all like. If you can remember back to the very first Hunger Games movie and all the people that are in charge of the Hunger Games, that's what the Met Gala was. Well, AOC was there. She had this white gown on, and it had the words, Tax the Rich on that, which I found to be really funny because the gown itself is probably about ten dollars to $20,000 just for the gown. Oh, by the way, tickets for the Met Gala are $30,000. I think all the money goes to, like, charities and all this kind of bullshit or goes to Anna Winter, the gal who runs Vogue. Oh, Scott, you're getting ahead of me. That's why I got to do this story. The lady who designed the dress, Aurora James, the tax the rich dress. Oh, owes the IRS $103,000. Tax the rich. You're rich. You design a dress, but you won't even pay your fucking taxes. Oh, that should be enough to get AOC kicked out of Congress on its own right there. But, 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 but. I read the AOC had the ticket and dress given or donated. Gee, that doesn't sound like bribery, does it? The hypocrisy. Here's the true hypocrisy of it all. All these people. Get vaccinated. Wear the fucking mask. Okay. Because I, 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 I'm sick and tired of it. That was, the, that was the worst part of the whole trip was flying because I had to keep the mask on the entire time. The, the, the air waiter upset. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please keep your mask on the duration of the flight. If you're eating or drinking, just take it down and up in between bites. Are you kidding me? So I have to take a bite and then put the mask back up and chew and then take another bite and take it down? No. Uh-uh. That, that ain't the, that, that, we ain't going to do that bullshit. But at that event, the Met Gala... Thousands of people are in attendance. Once again, no masks for the celebrities. Now, their publicists and all those people that were working the event, the waiters and the waitresses, all had to wear masks. Isn't this funny? Now, once again, going back to the Emmys last night, I looked. I watched the Emmys. I was looking at the tables. No one was wearing a mask. Now, once again, once again, they say you get the shot, but the shot will not prevent you from either getting coronavirus or even passing it if you do get it. Now, we all know that the masks don't work, right? Because the mask mandates, and and I want you to think about this, the mask mandates that were in place last summer, Not this previous July, but the July before. I want you to think about that. The highest number of cases that we had, everybody was in mask mandates. So how can they say that the masks were working? Because you couldn't go anywhere without a mask on. So masks don't work. The shot don't work. The shot will help you, I guess, if you you catch it. And it won't kill you or, well, it might not kill you. They don't know all the way yet. 
I just don't understand any of it anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter what she has done or will do. Her position at this point is all about her cult personality and the minions who slavishly follow her. Yeah. Tim says, rules for thee, not for me. Fashion shows and the like are utterly useless. Nobody walks around the grocery store with a flying saucer-shaped hat and belt made from stuffed possum toys and stilts. It's true. Like, you watch all those runway shows, ain't nobody fucking wearing that shit out. But you could be in Milan on a Friday night going to a really fancy Italian dinner, and you still ain't wearing that shit. Nobody wears that shit. They don't even wear that shit to award shows. The CDC is now discouraging vaccine boosters. The FDA said they weren't going to approve them. People have quit over it, even though the end-all, be-all, Dr. Fauci says, yes, we need the booster shots. (sighs) Doug says, this is not funny, it's sad. And you're absolutely right, Douglas. There are a lot of people that are okay with this bullshit. Dan says, what happened to herd immunity? Stop it, Dan. Come on. Herd immunity? Herd immunity is not going to happen because the numbers are going down. The media tells you they're staying where they are if they're not worse. But then you look at the numbers. The numbers are going down. Just wait for the next strain of it. Even though, look, look, this is what I think. Let me read what Hangtown Jen says. I'm confused about the latest mask mandate. I thought it went away and came back. But in California, I have not had to put it on in weeks. And a week or so ago, Nevada issued the mask mandate again, and everywhere I've been, masks have been required. Everywhere in California, masks were required for me, pretty much. This is my humble opinion on the masks. We, we, we're told to wear the masks. I think the masks are going to go away now because Gavin Newsom did not get recalled. I'm not going to say there was any fraud in the election whatsoever. It's just weird that a guy who gets recalled actually gets more votes to stay in office than he originally got when he was elected. I just find that to be odd and peculiar during all this mail-in balloting and things like that. that that's just me. But, yes, the mandates are back. I don't know why. I, 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 look, I'm so confused on, on so many things. The one thing that I am not confused on is how sad this next story is. That businesses all over America, small businesses, are shutting down in record numbers. Because if this mask mandate happens to go through and it's a nationwide thing, businesses, as the aforementioned McCoonies, now, I didn't like his response to me, Taro's response about having to train new people and things like that. I didn't really care for that response, but I understand that's the response. Um, people are still getting paid to stay at home. And until that stops, businesses don't have enough people to open. McCooney announced, and I'm, I'm using this because I, I got their, their email chain and things, and I know they were not open anymore on Mondays. And the reason is because they don't have enough people to staff because people are staying home. 
rather than going to work to get money. Because California continues to pay people. The government has pretty much cut it out except for the, the tax credits you get for kids. I guess. I haven't got one fucking check from the government. I haven't got one stimulus check. I haven't gotten shit. And that's fine. I don't want it. Because we told you that you were going to get taxed on it. And lo and behold, what happened? That's right. You got taxed on it. My coworker said his buddy's ballot got rejected. Shocking. If we hit herd immunity, we wouldn't be told. We have treatments for COVID, but the government denies it because they acknowledge this was true. The emergency powers are revoked. So what happens when we are overrun by scabs living on the system? That's what they want. They want people living on the system. Why? Because those people will keep electing the powers that keep giving them money. Look, if you don't like the current government that's in office right now, go to work. Get a, Take their money, but go to work. We have to reopen our country. There are a couple places in California, and look, I don't mean to pick on California, but I'm going to pick on it right now. If anybody is going to sit on their ass and allow the government to give them money, it's a lot of people in California. New York is going to be the exact same way. These ultra-liberal states, those people will stay at home and allow the government to pay their bills for them. And then those people are going to get mad because their favorite, you know, ma and pa type sandwich shop closes. Why? Well, they don't have any employees to go and make the sandwiches. And we got into a discussion the other night after the stand-up show. Alicia was there. Alicia is a registered nurse. Her husband was there, and they both got COVID. And they were prescribed ivermectin. And lo and behold, it worked. Now, they were prescribed the human form of it. I'm not saying, I, I will never tell people to go to a feed store and buy ivermectin. Or naproxen, which is also a leave. Because you can give horses that. You have to give them gigantic. Yeah, you, you think about it. Look, one serving for a horse is going to be a whole lot more or, or, or one big pill is going to be a whole lot more for that horse than for a human. Because a human, what's the average size? Like 170 pounds, the average human. The average horse is what, 14, 1,500 pounds? So it's almost 10 times the size? Of course you don't go to a feed shop. I, I got into it with that stupid bitch Katie from that morning show, The End. She goes, you can't think it's a good idea that people are going to feed stores to take this dewormer to get. No. I'm sick of it being called a dewormer only. If you get it prescribed by a human doctor and it works, and nobody said anything about this because if they said anything about this, if there was a cheaper treatment or if there was a treatment readily available that they wanted you to use, once again, if you think that the government truly cares about you 
or this is anything about science. Ivermectin has been around since 2015. They knew about it. The hydrochloroquine. It's not a cure. It helps. I'm not saying you take a hydrochloroquine and an ivermectin and poof, you're, you're fucking exempt from COVID. But it helps once you've caught it. And they have said nothing. The government doesn't want that. The government wants to make tons of money off of these vaccines. I was given Regeneron by Dr. Dalton in Reno. It works. There's another one. I'm curious if ivermectin can reduce the viral load of COVID carriers. I've read the vaccinated people have a lower load and are less likely but not immune to spreading it. If it can be proven and not theorized that ivermectin can lower the viral load, that would change my opinion. But I need proof, non-QAnon thoughts. Okay. Hey, that's fair. That, that is fair. I think that, Oka, you should email uh, Alicia and ask her what she thinks. Because she was prescribed that by a human doctor that isn't a part of Kunon, Kunon or whatever that weird group is. And, and check that out. So I just started watching The Walking Dead, The Same Town Gin. Yeah, I know, 10 years late. But it's interesting foreshadowing. This virus that runs rampant across the country, I can say, I think, honestly, if COVID turns us into zombies, I think people would have taken it more seriously. They would have. I Am Legend comes to mind. You think of all these crazy movies where you get sick. I don't know about you guys. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I, I just... Uh, It's getting to the point where it's just like, fuck. Just shut everything down forever then. I'm done. I'm done. Just let the government walk all over us. Let us fucking die, you know, on our knees. Because I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of doing this fucking shit every single day. I, I have a great story coming up today about how Rolling Stone magazine has lost their ever fucking loving mind. And we're going to get to that. We got to talk about this Ric Flair story. I, I, I still haven't gotten to this Gabby Petito story. Correction, ivermectin was discovered in 1975, and it's on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Thank you, Tim. I am stuck here, and I am no freeloader. I have been working this whole fucking time, and my voice is not represented in the elections. It's the tyranny of the big cities. Gavin is a fucking crook, and the assholes will just keep voting for him. Mainstream media lied about elders in the recall. I don't trust the election results. If the Democrats had no problem with winning elections, what would a little election integrity law hurt? Nothing. I just don't want the state to go further to shit, but I don't know how to change it for the better. I vote and pay taxes. I try to educate those who I associate with. But as long as we don't have a balance of power, the Dems will continue to fuck us. And by the way, you could say the exact same thing. If you don't have a balance of power, the Republicans will fuck you too. Because it is a two-party system, and both those parties will fuck you. Uh, In V for Vendetta, when the government begins to lose control, the media reports new variants. Isn't Isn't that coincidence? Uh, Addict to Brian Douglas, I'm there with you. Uh, that's why I'm leaving as soon as I can. One of my sisters is a nurse, and she thought that Ivan Mechton was just for horses. Nope. Moderna now saying vaccinated are more likely to get COVID. 
He gives a story here. Let me see this. Moderna and... Uh, uh, Analysts, those vaccinated last year twice more likely to get COVID-19 than those jabbed recently. That's fantastic. Good to know. Thank God I got to Johnson & Johnson. Uh, I'm beyond tired of it. It's to the point where I don't pay attention to much of anything. I watch no news. I don't Google stats. I don't care. I just want to be, I just want to live life and not argue about COVID or mask or governor shit jobs. I just want to live and Netflix and chill. The last two years have turned me into a hermit, one who's well, in large part, ignorant to many of the big issues. It, I don't blame you. We need Anakin to bring a balance to the force. Uh, I, I look, man, I just want businesses to stay open. That's all. That, that, that's all I want. And by the way, isn't it funny now that Democrats are actually supporting a Florida landowner evicting unvaccinated tenants? Remember how the Dems... And, and these are the progressives as well. The, the, the progressives are saying, yeah, kick those sons of bitches out, the unvaccinated ones. But what if they've been paying their rent? Fuck them. Okay. So, so if you get the vaccine and you don't pay your rent, you can stay. But if you pay your rent and you don't get the vaccine, you get kicked out. Genius. <laughs> uh, they're rationing, uh, I can't say that word, monoclonal antibodies in Florida. The progressives are hypocrites. The, the progressives are fucking crooks. That's what the progressives are. Uh, with that being said, one more huge thank you to Arnie Stace for Friday night. It was awesome to get out in the real world and see friends and family and laugh my ass off to one of the greats. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, my friend, for turning 50. I do it every year. Right around this time, I always change my age. All right. Uh, enough about, yeah, okay. Uh, let's talk about, well, I got to talk about these two things, and then we'll talk about Joe Joe Biden is fucking in trouble again. I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe. We went for two reasons. Why? One, to huh? bring Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell. Oh, is that why we went? Oh, okay. All right. I don't think he's going to be giving medical advice, A. That's not the role of any president. No, he would no. say, get your shot today. There is no time to waste. I've never said this out loud before, but I think the president of America is actually a retard. Joe Biden, you're not a president. You're a piece of shit. And a war criminal now, allegedly. There was a drone attack over the weekend, and 10 innocent people were killed. By the way, no Talibans were killed. Uh, look, uh, look up the 10 steps to genocide. I think we're at step six. I've been wondering which step we're on. Tim says, Attic, where were you on Friday? We missed you. Oh, uh, the water pump failed in your car. That sucks. Yes, you were very missed there. I've already made an arrangement for employment if I get fired over the fucking vax mandate. Good. 
And and that's another thing. You know, businesses making people look. The federal government. They, they, I'm so unkind. I've never seen a president do this many unconstitutional things in four years, let alone nine months. And this drone attack. And there was a story last week about uh, 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 one of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I guess, uh, the, the one military leader who called China to let them know that there would not be an attack near the end of Trump's presidency. Uh, by the way, uh, that's what's called treason. I didn't look into it more because, like I said, I was on vacation and I tried to, I tried to make myself not read a bunch of shit. But I saw that story, and nobody's fucking losing their minds over it. Joy Behar on The View said, thank God for this guy. Thank God for giving China the heads up that we're not going to attack them. By the way, why would we attack them? They haven't done anything that, that, that's caused a war yet that we can blame them for. Rise says, my only hope not getting fired will be living in a state willing to fight the mandate. And I do believe you do live in a state that will fight that. Oh, yeah, General Milley. Yeah, he, or Miley. Yeah, that, that's the guy's name, General Miley. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's Benedict Arnold. He's treasonous. I like my job, but now I'm at the point where I will not be forced to take the vax if Biden's mandate gets enforced. China is sailing warships up by Alaska. Oh, for fuck's sake. We're not doing anything. We're just sitting on our fucking thumbs. There was a time I considered taking the vax, but now they are forcing I will not comply. Okay? By the way, the, all this shit happened last week, and Joe Biden was riding bicycles on vacation. It's amazing how many vacation days this guy gets. It was like 360 vacation days. But hey, 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 hey. Hey, at least at least we have a, a, a country out there that is fighting. And that's France. How sad is that? That the French fucking special forces kill a leader of the Islamic State in the greater Sahara Desert. <laughs> Joe has so many vacation days accrued from his working 852 years. The only person that has more vacation days than him is Pat Martin. Wee oui, wee, oui, I killed the leader. <laughs> hey, hey, we will smoke cigarettes. Triple T sent me something. FB and removing Chris and Roberto Laudry from their home. Okay, we'll talk about that next. Uh, like I said, I love how the 600,000 postal employees are exempt from the vaccine mandate. All members of Congress are exempt from the mandate, and their staffs exempt from the mandate. The federal employees, those are federal fucking employees, yet they are exempt from the mandate. France goes out there and actually kills somebody who's a part of the Taliban, while Joe Biden kills innocent people. What else is Joe Biden doing? Well, let me tell you. 
thank God that somebody has finally stepped in and has planes due to the surge of Haitian immigrants that are crossing the river in Del Rio, Texas, and living under a bridge, and it's 15,000 strong living under a bridge, yet the federal government and the, the czar of immigration, Kamala Harris, the Indian giant, are not doing a fucking thing. If you don't think that there is a civil war going on against the United States government in the state of Texas and the state of Florida, you need to wake up. By the way, by the way, I saw a number last night. I didn't do the research to see if any of this is, if the numbers are actually true because it took too much work and I was watching football. I'm going to be honest with you. The number is around 60% of these migrants or these immigrants that are coming here illegally have COVID. Let's say it's 50%. That's 7,500 people that are living under a bridge right now with 7,500 other people that they're going to pass it to. And a lot of times they'll pass it to Mexicans, and the Mexicans they put on buses and they fucking ship to northern parts of Texas. What the fuck is Anthony Kiedis doing about the Haitian immigrants? Probably nothing. <laughs> I get the under a bridge reference. That was good. That's funny. Nothing is being done. The FAA actually grounded Fox News drones from flying over and taking pictures of this. Now, why would the FAA do that? Why would they ground the drones? Because they don't want the American people to see this. If you didn't think the government was corrupt and evil before, my God, wake up. Because this is all the, they're saying. These immigrants are saying, live in a van down by the river. And by the way, Del Rio is not a, a, a pretty place. The Red River, or, or the, the, the Rio Grande, is a dirty fucking river. I, I, I don't even know what to think about my own country anymore. Hey, all the Cuban immigrants in that camp gave us great movies like Scarface. Maybe Brian De Palma can make a movie called Earthquake Face about some Haitian drug lord. We can only hope. We can only hope that some good movie comes of this. The Rio Grande up here in Albuquerque is about six-inch deep mud puddle. Yeah, it's not much better down. It, I mean, it's deeper in some parts of South Texas, but Jesus. Is that because there are a lot of dirty immigrants in the river? Well, that's one part of it. A lot of people like to use the, the Rio Grande as a literal human dumping site. You know, the cartels, they throw bodies in there. They piss and shit in there. Oh, it, it, it's embarrassing. 
I, I am, I've never really been that embarrassed to be an American before. I am now. By the way, how come we're not hearing about COVID? The only other place we hear about COVID is in Australia because they shut everything down when there's one case. We hear about in Australia and in New Zealand. That's it. England numbers, we don't hear about those anymore. Spain, remember how, remember how bad it was in Spain and Italy when it first happened? We're not hearing those numbers anymore. I can only imagine. I read that already. Okay. Now, maybe y'all can help me with this this Gabby Patino story. Is that her name? Petito? Is that her name? Adam J., buenos dias, amigo. Thank you very much for the birthday wishes. I appreciate that. Uh, Triple T just sent me this. Police declare crime scene as FBI enters uh, Brian Laundrie's Florida home. Shocking that he's from Florida. Allegedly, they found a body that resembles this young lady's up in Wyoming. This guy was allegedly hiding out in a Florida game preserve, and they've called off that search for him. Now they're going to his house and looking. She's been missing for a month. They were in some sort of van, I guess. They maybe found the van. The boyfriend says that he didn't do it or he had scratches on him when police talked, and he said that was from, I don't know, walking around outside from hiking. We're, we're all pretty sure that the boyfriend did it, right? Hangtown Jin, you've been following. The boyfriend did it, right? Let me see if I can find anything. Uh, is he missing? Yeah, well, he ran away. He's hiding. He's not missing. FBI executes warrant. Uh, parents home. Mother and father put an unmarked car. The FBI's in charge of it now. Two law enforcement officials shot in Texas. One possible suspect killed. Okay, that was another thing. Gabby Bettino's dad linked to laundry home incident reporting evening before daughter reported missing. This thing, I, I don't even know anymore what to think about this shit. This thing is crazy. He did it. Uh, his his dumb ass should not have come home. He should have road tripped to Canada and kept going, never looking back. Dumb ass. Triple T said, oh, he killed her 100%. <laughs> Judging by Arnie's camping segment, the boyfriend is probably bear shit by now. And my big rule is don't turn into shit. I love how Fox News is calling the the Emmys the hypocrite awards because rules are for the little people like us. I'm tired of all this shit. I'm tired of the cancel culture. I'm tired of living in America right now. Thank God I live in Texas. The only cancel culture place that we really have is Austin. 
That football team loses another game. I lose all interest in fucking Austin this year. This is a, it, it, we're, like I said, I'm tired. I know you guys are tired of it. This is horseshit. There's a picture going around last week when I was off with all these Democrats, and they were Democrats because that's all the, the, this picture showed me. AOC, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, a bunch of other Democrats standing around talking to one another, uh, all not wearing a mask. Once they allowed the press in, and somebody took a fo- you know a camera shot. Once the press was allowed in, all the masks went on. Unbelievable. We need somebody, and I don't know if, obviously Donald Trump's not going to be the one that unites us. We need somebody to bring America back. That's what we need. Sadly, I think the only thing that can bring an Amer- that can bring America back is another attack on us. How bad is that? How bad is that that a bunch of Americans have to be killed by a foreign country to make us say, okay, enough of this petty shit. Let's go kick somebody's fucking ass. I mean, I'm looking at pictures from the Emmys right now, and celebrities are fucking hugging each other, shaking hands. They're not even doing the elbow bumps anymore. Welcome to America, 2021. Oh, I totally believe that the boyfriend did it in this, in this case, is Gabby Petito story. I, I just want it to be all over. Come on. It, it's just embarrassing. If you're not embarrassed to be an American right now, please tell me how. Tell me, tell me how. <laughs> Tim says, speaking of living in Texas, get Brady on that real estate license so she can get us out of California. Texas is closed. We're closed. Yeah, Douglas, you're probably right about that. If terrorists kill Trump supporters, even though Trump supporters are terrorists, according to the woke left side, and unvaxxed people, by the way, also terrorists, um, they probably will celebrate it. Oh, we can finally live now because we got rid of all them. I saw a guy last night on TikTok who makes these videos, and he's super liberal, super liberal. But I actually started following him last night because somebody posted on there that Trump supporters and the unvaxxed should all be gathered up and taken to Guantanamo Bay and be executed. An American is saying that other Americans, based on who they politically support and if they choose what to do with their body, should be gathered up and killed. Fellow Americans. This guy said, I don't have time for that bullshit, and he fucking ruined that guy. I was like, yep, following this guy now. Because I don't care what letters by your name. I really don't. 
because that is your belief system. If you want to if you want to live on the left, that's fine. If you want to live on the right, that's fine. Let's start doing what's best for America, which means we need to meet in the middle somewhere. I don't know what's so hard about that. Do they truly believe that compromising is losing? I don't get it anymore. This country was built and founded and thrived on a series of checks and balances. Now, if you're anything else than what the party and the Republicans are the same way, they aren't going to cross that aisle first. There's only been one person who's doing what's right for America. And for Christ's sake, that motherfucker is from West Virginia. I mean, think about that. Somebody from West Virginia who didn't allow this fucking $3.5 trillion fucking infrastructure plan, which, by the way, really has nothing to do with the infrastructure of America, the roads and the highways and the byways. He's saying no. Okay, step seven on the genocide list now, okay. That's the rhetoric of silence is violence. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? It, it, it is truly crazy. And by the way, by the way, the silence is, is, is violence thing. Let me, let me tell you. With the leader that we have in office right now, I had this thing, and, and I, I've deleted it. it was an Aust- I put it up on my Facebook page. It was an Australian news agency, and they showed a clip of, of Joe Biden talking. And the, the, the host of the news said, if anybody can decipher this, I will give you $1,000 or 1000 whatever they have in Australia, 1000 kangaroo tails. I, I guess that's their, their form of payment over there. Other countries are watching this, and they're looking at America. Other countries like, I don't know, North Korea, who are expanding their uranium enrichment plant. meaning they're building more nuclear bombs in North Korea that we're going to give to this fat fucking bastard. We're allowing this shit to happen. Tim just sent me the text and and the news story about how the Coast Guard has spotted a Chinese warship near Alaska. We're allowing this shit to happen. I have a headache <clears throat> thinking about all this shit. It's sad. It is sad. Uh, I'm going to take a break right now. Now, we're going to do uh, – we'll, we'll do uh, – actually, you know what? We can't – no, no, we'll do it tomorrow. I have it set for tomorrow. I don't even have the brackets done. We do have celebrity-ass deathmatch, the Mount Rushmore of appetizers that is set for tomorrow. And I promise we will get to that. For the love of God! Yes, we will get to it tomorrow. Like I said, I promise. 775-357-FANS is the number of the show. You can always write me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com. We come back. We have to talk about how Rolling Stone magazine is the stupidest publication ever. Coming up next here at arnieradio.com. 
I sing songs about Texas I sing them often as if she was some old lover I used to know I wish I could follow them back to the homeland every time I hear one on my radio Twin fiddles playing in my memory My daddy sang wonders of old cow town Silver haired and he's still there under the sky so warm and fair Well I tell you friends There's a song in every town So sing me one more song About old Santone Seemed like a dream now It was so long ago And Jerry Jeff walked with me Just like a cold from That's why folks keep writing when I die. I wanna go there too. Someday I hope to walk along Heaven Street and I'll still be looking for my taco meat. And I swear I hear still guitar just rising in the air. And I say, we'll sing me one more song about old San Antonio. Seemed like a dream now, it was so long ago. Oh, God, Clark, you can be just like a cook from the cold. Well, I'm a going home. When the night is real, real still, I swear I can hear a whippoorwill. She knows there's music in the dirt down there. Hill country rain It's a cleansing thing And all I have to do is see one Sitting in a shallow creek Got nothing to do I said to sing me one more song About old San Antonio Seemed like a dream Now it was so long ago Jerry Jeff walked the beach Just like a cold from the cold
Texas Right in the heart of where my heart must be No matter where I roam, I never feel at home Except in Texas Under the X in Texas Is the only place for me Here we are, back in the saddle again here on a Monday on the Arnie State Show. Thank you so much for being a part of today's show. If you missed the first hour and a half, what the fuck? Recap uh, the trip to Sacramento, uh, the big stand-up show, Extravaganza, T-shirt store available at tpublic.com, all that kind of stuff. Talked about the recall. Talked about all that kind of stuff. Now, now we got other shit to talk about. Now, last week, I think Rolling Stone listens to this show because they know my head explodes when it comes to the topic of music. I have pretty good ears, if you will, in the radio business. That's what they say. You, you, I have pretty good ears when it comes to hearing a, a, a song. I can go, okay, that's going to be a hit. I picked out, uh, I, I'll never forget when uh, Audio Slave first came out. When Audio Slave first came out, I got a copy of the album. I was working in 98 Rock, and our music director was, is, was Pat Martin. And let's see, what was it? Cochise was their first song. This was their first song. Okay, and, and you, only, you only played, like, the releases then. He gave me a copy. He says, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play half hour. I was in his office for about a half hour. He goes, I'm going to play you some of this song. And I picked out the biggest hit on that album. I'd never heard the album before, and I picked out the biggest hit, which the biggest hit on that album was the Highway song. I'm the Highway. Chris Cornell singing it. It's one of the best songs that ever came out on that album. This is the best song that came out on that album. And I like Audio Slave. 
easy hook to remember, all that kind of good stuff. Well, Rolling Stone magazine last week, for some reason, decided to list the 500 greatest songs in music history. And they cover all genres. Rock and roll. Rap. Pop music. There's even country music in there. I have a list of these songs. I have all 500. Right now, I'm going to read you the top 10. Greatest songs of all time. Ogre says, ah, yes, Rolling Stones updated pandering to black people list. It was blatant. Well, it, it is kind of blatant because the, the, the first one that's on here, let, let's just go ahead and say number 10. The 10th greatest song of all time is this song. One, two, three, uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and this I know for sure. Outcast, Hey Ya, is the 10th greatest song of all time. Number nine is Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. And then the biggest one, I have to say, this has got to be the stupidest thing I've ever read in my entire life. The eighth greatest song of all time. People sing around, now people gather around, now people jump around. Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On is the eighth greatest song of all time, according to the music publication Rolling Stone. Ogre says, is Respect an amazing song? Fuck yes, but of all time? No, fucking come on. Hey, ya, number 10. What the ever-loving fuck? Better than Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, wait. This is Rolling Stone Magazine's list, Hangtown Jen. Number seven is The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. Number six, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. Now, these are great songs. Don't get me wrong. Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. Bob Dylan, Like a Rolling Stone, number four. Sam Cooke, A Change is Gonna Come at number three. Number two, the second greatest song of all time is. Fight the power. Public enemy, fight the power. Fentanyl is a hell of a drug, quoting Rolling Stones writers. Uh. We don't want the woke crowd to attack us. That's what this article should have been called. Oh. The American version of Rolling Stone or like the Chinese version. No, 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 no. This is it. Number one song of all time is this one. I have no problem with Aretha Frank. I think that she should. I think that song deserves to be in the top 500. 
here's a song. Now, 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 granted, this is because I love this band so, so very much. They are only on this list once. My favorite band of all time. My favorite American rock and roll band, I should say, of all time. This song right here, if it'll fucking play. Now look, 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 look. Now, I, I, I'm not saying it's the greatest song of all time. I'm not. I will never say that Freebird is. But when you hear this, when you hear this first riff, and, and there's, they have another song, too, that has a pretty great riff. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Here it is, though. Turn it up. By the way, that song right there, Sweet Home Alabama, not in the top 500. Freebird ranks at number 407. 407. Run DMC's Sucker MC's is 406. And Selena, Amor Prohibido, is it 405? There's a Selena song that is allegedly better than pretty much everything Leonard Skinner ever offered. Ever. This song. Hate Kiss All You Want. That's still a good song. That's at 404. 404. Uh, by the way, by the way, it, it, and Fleetwood Mac was in the top 10 for Dreams. I, I got to say, this one is a better song to me. If it plays, it's not playing now. Well, I can play it here. Loving you isn't the right thing to do. Did ACDC make it? ACDC, I think, is somewhere. I know it's not in the top 50. Uh, I mean, I could try to find songs if you want me to. I know ACDC is only in there once. And, and do you want to know what they... Okay, uh, Stackar, what ACDC song do you think should be in there? Because I know the one that I saw. If Rolling Stone put a Cannibal Corpse or Guar song on there somewhere, it might have legitimacy. By the way, no Pantera. Even though Pantera had one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Hang down, Jen says, big balls? No. See, if I were to think about ACDC, what ACDC song would be in there for me? Highway to Hell, For Those About to Rock. 
or Back in Black. Nope, the only ACDC song in there was this one. Timmy and Nicole. Or I'm sorry, Mick Tex and Nicole. This is it. And I'm sorry, they don't have an easy way to look this up. Like, you know, where they are, who, who who's in this list. Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone, is in the top 100 songs of all time. Hey Jude is number 89. 88 is Sweet Child of Mine. By the way, I think there's one other Guns N' Roses song, and it's not Paradise City. Prince is in the top 20 with, uh, I think, number 18. Oh, do you want to know that this is the biggest crime in there? Hold on a second. I got to give you the biggest crime that's in there. I'm going to play you this song. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, this is so funny. That's why I love doing all this kind of shit. By the way, there's another Outcast song, number 39, B.O.B. Fuck you. Hold on a second here. I got to get to this. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to put this in context. This song is better than I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Papa's got a brand new bag. Tootie Fruity. Seven Nation Army, When Doves Cry. This song ranks at number 30. And we'll never be royal. It's a one in our blood. That kind of love's just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler. that bitch done since that song? Royals ain't that good of a song. Because the bitch got a lot of hair? Really? All right, let, let, let's see. I'll, I'll go through here. We'll go the, the song number 200 is David Bowie Changes. Song number 300 is the B-52's Rock Lobster. That's about fitting. Song number 400, David Bowie's Station to Station. The 500th greatest song is Kanye West Stronger. Come on. Towns Van Zant's Poncho and Lefty is 498. I do believe the highest ranking country song. And I, I honestly don't, I think it's at like 142. Let me, let me see if I was right about this. Let's see if my memory serves me correct. By the way, Led Zeppelin's Cashmere is 148. Was I right about 142? Yes, I was. I was right. The highest ranking country song is 142, and that's a crime because... Think she'd come back again. Kept some letters by his bed. I love George Jones. Don't get me wrong. 
But to say that George Jones is ranked higher than, whoops, hold on, than this song at 195. As long as you want it. Johnny Cash, I, I, did I see, I only saw one Johnny Cash song. Hold on a second now. I'll, I'll find it. I will find, I only saw one. And it wasn't higher than 142. George Jones had the highest ranking country song. Hold on, I'll, fi- I'll find. Billie Eilish has a song on there called Bad Guy, 178. Van Halen's Jump was the only Van Halen song on there. Hold on, I'm trying to find that. This is the greatest country song of all time, and it's at 165. Just went behind the clouds to hide. That's been redone by every single country artist known to mankind. Although I'm still looking for Johnny Cash. This is really sad. Louie Louie is 156. Johnny Cash. No, Macho Man is not on there, sadly. Hold on. I, 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 I can't. I just. I wish there was a way to check this list a lot easier. Jesus Christ, this is ranked at number 242. Eminem is on there, but not he's in like the 150 mark for uh, Lose Yourself. Metallica, Inner Sandman is the only song I saw on the list, and I don't remember where it was. But it's, it's not in the top 100. Now, a lot of people want to say the greatest songwriter to ever live was this guy by the name of Woody Guthrie. Skyway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. <sighs> Dear God. Eminem's Dido is at 223. I still have not found Johnny Cash. Elvis's Jailhouse Rock, 216. I think that's one of his higher rankings. <laughs> when they found out Richie Vines wasn't in the top 20, they yelled, Not my Richie. Oh my God. Where the fuck is Johnny Cash? They have Glenn Campbell's The Wichita Lineman in there. By the way, this is song number 205. I must confess, I still believe. Stealing cheese. A Britney Spears song is in the top 500 songs of all time. Here it is, finally. The 201st greatest song according to Rolling Stone magazine. 
just uh, of course they picked the cast song written by a woman of course i mean this is so that i like i'm so dumbfounded at this By the way, no Frank Sinatra in there. I'm trying to find, where the fuck is Metallica? Black Sabbath is at 338. Hall and Oates, she's gone? That's not even Hall and Oates' greatest song. You can't even clap along to that like private eyes. Come on. Why does the Notorious B.I.G. have like three songs in the top 500? Bad Bunny? Isn't that guy? Huh? Bad Bunny, he's a DJ. The, uh, the song about the immigrants under the bridge is at number 328. The only Tupac song I saw was, uh, I, I think, California Love. And it's this is a crime right here that this is song number 325. <laughs> Iggy Pop's Lust for Life in the 300s? You ask and you, uh, you shall receive. Here you go. Number three twenty to the wild, wild west. A state that's untouchable like Elliot. That's not a good version of California love either. I mean I, I don't even know what to think anymore. Wow. This is shocking. This song ranks at number 311, not even in the top half. Oh, God. You can hate that song. You can hate the Eagles. You can do all that, but let me let you in on a little, little, little secret here. I worked in rock radio for close to 25 years. And uh, I know how they they pick the songs for the radios. And what they do is they they have listeners come down and they do music tests. And they'll play you clips of songs and you'll rank it. Um, How does this band get, how does Kraftwerk make it into the top 500? Let alone number 304. But they sit down and they rank the music. Now, pretty much 1995 through 2005, the highest testing rock song across America was Hotel California. I'm not kidding. The reason why it wasn't played on stations like 98 Rock was is because it would sound like a disaster going from a Rage Against the Machine song into Hotel California. Kraftwerk, practically electronic, uh, created pop and dance music. Okay, I'll give you that, but... This lit, lit, lit. 
I want you to say, okay, here we go. We're going to start at 500. Every song that we've played you is better than any that I'm about to play you. As I go down here. Let's see. This song ranks at 491, the only other Guns N' Roses song. May not have been on 98 Rock, but it was on the Eagle every hour and a half. Oh, I know. Hey, that's why they tested it. Seriously, this is the 490th greatest song of all time. No, Old Town Road is not in the top 500. I mean, this is, this is, this is embarrassing. This is truly embarrassing. That every song I've told you so far is better than everything I've played. And oh, are are you oh you've got to be kidding me? I just saw this. Four hundred and seventy first. A Dixie Chick song, Goodbye Earl, about killing a man is 469th. Goodbye Earl is better than the House of the Rising Sun. Song number 457. If it plays, yeah, fuck it. It ain't going to play Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Another Missy Elliott song. And this song is somehow on the list, even though it's been ruined. Hold on, it, it, it'll play. The stars that guide you towards salvation. I, I think Toto's Africa would have been higher if this didn't happen. Disappear like Banksy from ocean to ocean, sea to sea. I'm something that you gotta see. I'm lost. I, I, I truly am lost. Blast me having the animals version that high. Top five easily. Hangtown Jin says, how can a song released in 2019 be on the list of best of all time? It only had two years. No, and, and that's the thing is that when you get a song on the radio and you like it, and then all of a sudden it goes away real quick, that's what's called the burn factor. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, that little Nas X song, Old Town Road, the burn factor on that is huge. What's wrong with Toto? I, I hated Toto when I was growing up. I just hated him. But but 
when when Pitbull covered that song? I mean, honestly, I was surprised this wasn't in there. Uh-oh. I don't see Bossy Banana anywhere, baby. successful. Mike, uh, do me a favor. Send me an email. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. I will take care of you, my friend. I promise you that. Uh, This beat dropping like an Afghan from a plane. Thank you. Come again. Oh, man. I had to do all this. I I mean, I saw this list and I I just couldn't believe it. I I could not honestly believe that, that Rolling Stone which used to be like the Bible for music. Oh, my God. This list was put together by some 22-year-old kid half-assing his Google searches. That's how we're getting artists' weaker songs outranking the better ones. I mean, if I were to, if I were to sit around and put out a list, the 500 greatest, you know what, I'm going to work on this because, like, look, I'm going to let you in on a little series. So uh, there are a couple people that are helping me with the web design and things like this. Hopefully, uh, I, I'm hoping by the by 2022, there will be an all brand new ArnieRadio.com. That's right, uh, and I'm hoping that there's going to be a way that we can do the show off it. There will be a video way of it to where I can video every day's show. Not going to cost you guys any more. Still $2.99 a month, but we got to make the website better. There's going to be easier access to the store to get T-shirts, things like that, videos. I have cooler shit there, easier ways to link to everything that we got. And I tell you this right now. I will put out my list of Arnie's 500 great. I will do the research. I will do the work. The 500 greatest songs according to ass. Now, look, we might not all agree that that some of these songs, you're probably going to go, what the fuck is that? But to not have this song, 
on Rolling Stones magazine's top 500 songs? Well, it was all that I could do. I mean, this defines country music. It, I realized Here that you go. my friend had you written the perfect country and western song, and I felt obliged to include it on this album. The last verse goes like this here. Well, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. And I went to pick her up in the rain. But before I could get to the station in the pickup truck, she got run over by a damned old train. And by the way, they only had one Willie Nelson song anywhere in the top 500, and they were wrong as fuck about that, too. It could have easily been this one. If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive. There were seven Spanish angels. Do you know what song I did not see in there? Oh, my God. I can't believe this song. Wait a second. This, this song wasn't in the top 500. These arms are mine. Okay, here's another song not in the top 500. Unbelievable. This song, not in there. And there was no Frank Sinatra. And uh, now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. The birds turn, turn, turn. Where do you rank the great Mamu? Now, see, see, a lot of people think that I would put, because I do love that song. Where is it? Oh, shit. Oh, where's Big Mamu? It's, it's Big Mamu. Ah, this song right here. Jolly Mama, Jolly I did not see any, uh, there was no Slayer. There was no, I did not see any Who. I wasn't paying attention. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Who. That's just me, though, personally. But there was no Led Zeppelin in the top 20. I mean, I mean, come on. And I hate Led Zeppelin, but you've got to have Led Zeppelin. You know what? There's another song that wasn't in the top. You, you can't have a list of the top 500 greatest songs and this one. I know Bohemian Rhapsody was ranked high. I think that was the only Queen song in there. 
Are you kidding me? I Look, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a great song. But to me, this is the greatest Queen song of all time. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, you silly bastard. Nugent is a right winger and be nowhere near that list. V Coop, I know you're asking that question to be to be funny. Where's WAP on the list? There is a Cardi B song on the list. I don't remember where it was. I think it was somewhere in like the 300 somewhere, but Cardi B was on the list. That, that's all you need to know. Cardi B on the list, Ted Nugent not. Cardi B had as many songs on the list as Queen. Do I do I need to even say anything else? I want to read Christopher says, uh, an easier way to go back and scroll through your older shows would be nice. That here's here's the deal with that. Now I'll be able to hopefully broadcast my show through the new website. As far as housing shows, that's probably going to still stay on SoundCloud because that takes a lot of space. And I don't know. Journey is on the list. And which Journey song was it? If I see it, I can tell you which song it was. Uh, Let's see. Uh, No, no. Yeah, the, the only the only song of Journeys that was on the list was this. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's not even Journey's best song. Journey e- easily. Journey's best song. Yeah, no, no. Don't even try to argue with me. I think there was one Soundgarden song on there. We need an Irish dude to say, I think the Rolling Stone editors might be retarded. You could fill the top 100 with Queen's greatest hits. Dude, I, I mean, look, I will I will work on that. I will start working on this list. This list is going to be really hard, and you guys are going to have problems with it. I'm just telling you that right now. You're going to have problems with it, and I will be, I will be as objective as possible. There was only one Van Halen song on there. Who just asked me that? Jenny US6, and it was this one. By the way, not even Van Halen's greatest song. I like Jump. Not even the best song on that album. This is the best song on that album. And if we really get down to the brass tacks of it, if you want, and you know me, I, I'm I'm a David Lee Roth guy. I'm old school, but I would have to say probably the best Van Halen song of all time. Now, see, see, here's the thing. I'll be objective because I didn't even mention my favorite Van Halen song of all time. I gotta find it now. There it is. This probably, if I do a five, this might be song number 500. 
It's my favorite. Dedicate one to the ladies. Summertime sip, babe. Need something to keep you cool. I'm now summertime sip, babe. Need something to keep you cool. Truly love that song. But I, I will start working on this in the next few weeks. And it's going to take a while for the website. The website ain't, ain't like right around the corner. It's, it, this is what we call a big tease that I'm throwing out to you. But, yes, all the old shows will probably stay up on SoundCloud because they have enough storage space to keep all my shows up there. Paradise City will be on the list. I'm just telling you that right now. Paradise City, to me, is the greatest fucking Guns N' Roses song easily. Yes, better than November Rain. November Rain, by the way, not in the top 500 songs of all time. <laughs> you goddamn right. This song, yes. Yes, absolutely. This song right here. Hear ye, hear ye. The former Duke of Sussex and some Yank wish to now tell you how to think. Harry drove a tank. Now he's just a wank. It's the Markles. Way better than any Cardi B song ever. Oh, God damn it. Okay. We're going to move on now. We're, we're, we're going to move on because we have to move on. I'm going to go ahead and, and do this story now and get it out of the way, get it out of my head, because maybe I need help in seeing this. Uh, Pink Floyd, I don't remember. I think there are a couple Pink Floyds in there, but I don't recall it. Hold on a second here. Let me, uh, let me find this story again. Hold on. Because I, I just... Uh, Okay, here we go. Let's see. Move this back to the inbox. That way I can look it up. Uh, uh, 500 best songs of all time. Okay. I'm going to let y'all peruse this list. There you go. No Weird Al. There is no Weird Al. I'm telling you, it's a We Hate Boomers list. It, it, uh, well... They don't hate him that much because there's a bunch of fucking Bob Dylan in there. Really? This is song number 99. I I, I just fucking pulled this damn list back up. 99. Really? 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 This song is better than Staying Alive? But a bitch ain't one. Hit me. 99 Problems by Jay-Z. Oh, now, I didn't want to go back to this list because I'm going to be pissed. This makes me sick to my stomach. The 94th greatest song of all time is this song. No, 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 no. They put the wrong version up. Number 94 is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Even though that's a Dolly Parton song. They put a cover on there. 
By the way, this song, and, and you guys know I'm not a Beatles fan. This song would be way higher. You begin to make it better. And anytime you feel the pain, hey, Unbelievable. I don't even know this. What song is this? LCD sound system? All my friends? That's 87? Okay, so the rule of my list is, well, well, you will have to have known or heard of all my songs. The, the, the 79th greatest song of all time. The, the, good God, the, the, whatchamacallit, the, the, I don't want to go to rehab is better from Amy Winehouse. Good God. Oh, I'm sorry. No, here we go. Number 76. I, I apologize to Rolling Stone. They got this one halfway not right because it's 76. It's I Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. Pulp? Come on, people? What the fuck song is this? People I want to sleep with. Common people. Like you. What else could I do? Uh, is Adele's hello? Oh, God damn it. Yeah, no. Hello. No, it's not you. No, you're not on there. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years. No, I don't want to meet you. Her rolling the deep was on there. Taylor Swift ranks at number 69. All right. With this one, this is her biggest song. Ramon, 64. Jolene at number 60. I'm sorry, Jolene, the highest ranking country song at 63. Number 62 is this song. I think it should be higher. I think this is easily the best U2 song they've ever had. There's Stairway to Heaven at 61. Sly and his family stone family affair. Uh, uh, hello, we are family. By the way, another Missy Elliott song at 56. I don't even know what the words are to that fucking song. And that's in the top 56. Good God. 
this is uh, look, look. I'll let you guys peruse it more because it it it's really starting to piss me fucking off. Now, as much as I like this song, ain't no way this is the forty sixth greatest song of all time. Ain't no way, no fucking way. Top 500, maybe, maybe, yeah, sure. But you're telling me that, Jesus Christ. I, I don't even want to look at this list. Even. It's making me sick. I will work on it, though. Okay, all right, there you go. I got the link up for you guys. There you go. Um, this show Dark Side of the Ring came back last week. I know, I'm talking wrestling here, but this is real life shit, too. Um, Dark Side of the Ring, it, it examines real life stories. Real life things that happen in the pro wrestling business. We all know that pro wrestling is staged. We all know that they, the outcomes are predetermined. They're still athletic events, though. And the men and some of the women that perform in, in wrestling. You have to know that they are, they're just like any other athlete slash entertainer that's out there. They're regular people. They have their flaws. They're not altar boys and girls. They're, they're, they're some people that have real issues. A lot of people in the wrestling industry have substance abuse issues, just like in the music industry and all other entertainment industries. This week's uh, Dark Side of the Ring was about something they call the plane ride from hell. The backstory is the WWE at the time was doing a, uh, a tour of Europe, which they, they used to do a lot more than they do now. And they had a pay-per-view event in London on a Saturday. The next day, they were flying back to America on Sunday, and then they had Monday Night Raw the next Monday. Plane ride from hell started off, uh, and they had a, a special charter jet that a lot of athletic teams and things use. And the plane ride from hell, it, it was a charter jet that they had been using. Well, they got word that there was some uh, weather issues and that the flight would be delayed. Well, it turns out it was delayed on the tarmac for close to seven hours. That's a long fucking time. Seven hours to be delayed. And on these flights, they don't have the little bottles of liquor. They have the large bottles, the regular-sized bottles of liquor. And they have the drink carts. They went through about five drink carts before they even took off. People that were on this plane, Ric Flair, Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, if you will, Brock Lesnar, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, Michael P.S. Hayes, X-Pac, Razor Ramon, who's also known as, as Scott Hall. 
Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Think about how many times in 24-7 don't change hands. And they're all getting good and liquored up. And some guys are taking their prescription medicine. There's one drug out there that's supposed to help people sleep. And I believe they, they give it to inmates sometimes to make them go to sleep. And a lot of times wrestlers like to pull jokes on one another. And if your drink is left unattended, they will drop uh, one of these, they they call it, I believe, G-bombs. I forget what the drug is called. And it'll knock you out. And they did that to a couple people. Scott Hall allegedly thinks he was bombed. And Michael Hayes was bombed because he passed out and they cut off his ponytail. Tommy Dreamer was on there, okay. So, lots of things happened on this flight, including a uh, Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. He, uh, he decided that he was going to put shaving cream on Brock Lesnar's head, and that ensued a play fight of these two large human beings. Halcyon, that's it, H-bomb. Thank you, V-Coop. And that's what started everything. Now, the nature boy, Ric Flair, woo, he was on this flight. Ric Flair has battled alcohol problems, and now he's not even battling them. He just takes his alcohol as much as he can. God bless him for it. So the big story that happened on this plane ride from hell were wrestlers that got too fucked up and ended up getting fired, like Kurt Henning like Scott Hall. Now, Ric Flair didn't get fired. And I had known this story about Ric Flair. I didn't know about this plane ride story. I knew about the haircut incident with Michael Hayes. I did not know this part of the story. And this is the big story that's going around now. Is that Ric Flair used to do this wherever he was. He would get one of his Liberace-like robes, and his robes were fantastic. And he would put the robe on with nothing at all underneath it. He'd be butt-ass naked, and from what all the wrestlers say, Ric Flair was hung like a moose. And Ric Flair would do the... He would open the robe, and then he would do the helicopter with his wiener. Now, Ric Flair, who's been married three or four times and used to brag about all the times that he cheated, he's not a good person. Look, I love Ric Flair for the wrestler. I don't like Ric Ric Flair the man. He's got a lot of shit to answer for in his life. And that's something I want to bring up, too, here in a little bit about this. this, There's a Texas doctor that's in the news. Now, the story goes that Ric Flair had the robe on. He was wiggling his dick at everybody. And there was a flight attendant. Stewardess. An air waitress, if you will. That Ric Flair went back to the galley. And he was asking her if she wanted to ride on Space Mountain. And she was a new mom. 
He was wiggling at her, and then he took her hand. I heard Charlotte has a bigger cock. <laughs> Probably stack hard. Um, and he placed her hand on his wiener. And that's as far as it went. Well, there has been a ton of backlash. She ended up suing the WWE, and they settled out of court for this event. Ric Flair has been doing a terrible, terrible campaign for Car Shield. The, the Car Shield people have paused their relationship with it. Yes, Tommy Dreamer, who was profiled on this, who said some things, he was just recently fired from Impact Wrestling, from what he said. People are now calling Ric Flair a sexual predator because he had this woman touch his penis. As a woman, I do not want to see a man on a plane coming at me swinging his moose-sized penis, no matter how fancy the robe, no matter how pretty the hair, no matter how convincing the woo, I'm just not having it. It would have been okay if he spoke jive with her. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Hashtag airplane. They're portraying to be Ric Flair, and, and this is where Tommy Dreamer came out and said, that he's traveled with Ric Flair all over this world. He's never seen him force himself on anyone. And like I said, he, he took her hand, had him touch his penis, and then he went back to his seat. He didn't take her in the back and rape her. So I'm asking you, ass fan, I know what will happen. Now, what happened was is that that Ric Flair never got fired. The WWE was sued, and they paid a lot of money to this flight attendant. And I guess her nondisclosure had ended, and she could tell the story, and that's why they did it on Dark Side of the Ring. Should Ric Flair be never allowed to be in wrestling again because of this incident that happened in, well, I, I don't know, over 20 years ago. I'm asking you, ask family. I want to know, should Ric Flair be canceled now? I know that he will be. Tim says, I don't know if predator would be the right word. Well, that's the word they're using. That's not my word, Tim. That's the word they were using. This incident happened over 20 years ago. The woman was paid off. And that's why Tommy Dreamer was uh, uh, fired, is that he said, look, if this lady, uh, maybe she shouldn't have taken the money, and maybe she should have tried to go and, and get him, you know, to the fullest extent of the law. WWE probably won't have him anymore. No, he's not. Well, Stackar, uh, they're talking about AEW. They don't want AEW to sign Ric Flair because that's the big rumor is that once his non-compete is over with, 
after he left. He was released by the WWE already before this incident happened. They don't want him to be able to, to sign with the AEW because he is a sexual predator now. Because it came to light on a cable show. I don't know. Uh, was this a one time? I mean, was it one and done and she took the deal to not say anything? It was done until she decided to say something and no, he shouldn't be banned. But if he had a history of being a predator and everyone knew, no, he did not have a history of being a predator. He did have a history of being a ladies' man. And there were other wrestlers that Rob Van Dam talked about. He did not mention any names, except he said he never did it, that used that Helcyon to drug girls to where they'd fall asleep and they had their way with them. Now, Ric Flair didn't need that. He was Ric Flair. It's an interesting story that's happening right now. Interesting to me as a wrestling fan. Because there's a new dark side of the ring coming out this week. About uh, Chris Canyon. Who was a gay wrestler. And when the WCW was around, he was a wrestler then. He went to the WWE and he didn't cut it. And he thinks they fired him because he came out as gay. He was on Howard Stern's radio show, and Ric Flair called in and said, look, you weren't fired because you're gay. You were fired because you're a bad wrestler. And that almost caused Chris Canyon to kill himself, and they're blaming Ric Flair for that. Chris Canyon did not kill himself over that. Boy, but I don't know what this this onslaught against Ric Flair is because of something that Ogre said. They won't pull his videos like they did that other fine family man, Chris Benoit, who murdered his family. Ric Flair was not a predator. The story has been around for years. Everyone already knows about it. Leave Ric alone. He never raped anyone. He wouldn't need to. I'm in that same boat, but we don't live in that. See, here's the problem, Chris. You and I live in, in a world that doesn't exist anymore. And a lot of the ass family, we all live in this world that doesn't exist anymore. We live in a world now where if you did something 20 to 25 years ago, and it doesn't matter if it's as bad as what Ric Flair did or if it's something even, even I don't want to say even lighter than that, You get canceled, unless you're Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen can go on social media and tell a young woman to kill herself and be canceled for about three weeks and then get invited to go to Barack Obama's birthday party and sing for him, and now she's the toast of the town again. It's an interesting microcosm of the world that we live in today. I don't think that we're ever going to see Ric Flair again. Personally. And that makes me sad. Because I think he should be at AEW. And he should be be teaching these younger wrestlers about the business. The, The what to do's and what not to do. What not to do is swing your horse like cock at a flight attendant. 
Wait, she sings? I mean, does sucking the dick of a singer count as singing? It's not a microphone. I just, I, I don't know. I, I get so worked up with this. And then I thought about this over the week when, when we were gone. Um, this story doesn't seem to be going anywhere, and I think I'm going to go ahead and cover it right now. And this will come back to Ric Flair. See, we don't live in a world anymore where you're allowed to make mistakes. Because now society will be your judge, jury, and executioner. A Texas doctor has revealed that he recently performed an abortion in violation of the state's new law that prohibits uh, pretty much all abortions if you have it after six weeks of being pregnant. Now, you know me, and you know how much I hate talking about abortion. We're going to talk about it here, and I'm going to say my piece for the final time, at least today, when it comes to abortion. And I'm going to keep God out of this. Ric Flair has a horse cock. His daughter looks like a horse. Hmm. Rick Flair should do a tour of high schools and tell people his story. Oh, wait. Yeah, there's no booze in high school. Rick Flair ain't going there. So this doctor, Dr. Alan Braid, a San Antonio doctor, wrote about him doing this. He says, I acted because I had a duty of care to the patient, as I do for all patients, and because she has a fundamental right to receive this care. I will tell you my stance on abortion. This is my stance personally. This is Arnie States' stance. This is no one else's stance, and I'm not telling you how you should believe in abortions. I'm going to tell you how I believe in abortions. My version does include a God reference, but what it will lead to is a little different. I personally can't stand abortion talk. I don't like it. To me, and, and I, I respect what, to me, I think a woman should be able to decide on her body. And, and Braddy Kid and I talked about this while we were on vacation. And, and I said, a man doesn't really have a lot to say. And she disagrees with me respectfully that a man who, who is the father, he is part of that, should have a bigger say. And I respect her opinion on that. I don't think, I I hate that people use abortion as a form of birth control. Okay? I think it should be a no-brainer if a girl is raped or incestual sex happens. That that girl should, or woman, should be allowed to abort that fetus. That's what I think, personally. Once again, these are my personal thoughts. She brings up a good point. I don't know why all hospitals, if a girl's been raped and you have to go through the whole rape kit and all that kind of stuff, why they don't give them the day after pill. I don't know why that doesn't happen. I I don't. But I don't think it happens in a lot of places due to religious stances when it comes to things. 
But here's where I stand. If you want to get an abortion, you go right ahead and get an abortion in states where it's legal, okay? Here in Texas now, after six weeks, it's not legal. And I used to say it like this. I said, that is something that you will someday have to answer for in your afterlife. If you believe that there's an afterlife. If you believe in heaven, then you're going to have to answer for this. No more heaven, though. Because I know that talking religion scares some people. So this is what I think it is. I think it comes down to the person who gets the abortion. If they can face their own conscience. If you can look in the mirror and say, I had no problem doing that, then that's what I think it should be based on. No more going to hell if you do this, or, you know, oh, the the president's not a real Catholic because he doesn't believe in this. As I stated, my personal belief is I I don't think it should be used as a form of birth control. Like some girl goes out every Friday night, Gets her fuck on, and she's had like eight abortions. You know, because there is responsibility that comes around when you do have sex. But I think this is something that you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I did that for the betterment of my life, whether they abort the fetus or they birth it. Hank Hengens says, sadly, a man needs to be taught that his only choice is to not get her pregnant. If you impregnate someone, the choice to have or not have the baby is not yours. You lost that choice when the sperm left your dick. I've taught my sons, every time you sleep with someone, you run the risk of not only STDs, but of a child wanted or not. Ultimately, it's not your choice. Okay? And I find it truly funny in this country, that there are groups of people that are calling Texas the handmade, what what was that, the handmade tales because of this abortion law. Yet they rally and say that you should be forced to get the injection for COVID. So you're mad that a state is telling you what you can and can't do when it comes to your body with abortion. But, but you're not mad that the government is telling what you can and can't do with your body with this vaccine. I don't want to say it sounds a tad bit hypocritical. I want to say it sounds a whole bunch hypocritical. But I think it boils down to this. If you can honestly look yourself in the mirror knowing what you've done, who am I to tell you if you can or can't get this thing done? If you can live with it, if you can butter your bread the next day, more power to you. Douglas says my pullout game is strong, though. You know what you call a guy who says he has a strong pullout game? Dad. By the way, I haven't told my jokes yet today. Shit. Hold on a second. Let me find the jokes because I got to lighten shit up here. Uh, what would you call Vern Troyer if he was a suicide bomber? 
a party popper? How can you tell when a mechanic got lucky? He has at least one clean finger. And how would you execute an Amish murderer? In the acoustic chair, of course. As painful as defend a man, I know that for you. Uh, there are those cases where the father is a much better parent than the mother. It's an interesting, I, I, I think to me, it's a very, very interesting topic. It's, it's gross, but still interesting. Derek says, you're killing me. Party popper. Yeah, that one's a pretty good one there. Sold a couple shirts today. Fantastic. That's awesome. I don't know. I, I, I don't like getting too serious on the show, and this is one of those really, really serious topics that people talk about. I don't know. We'll take a break here, though. I, I just want to get all that off my chest because that was all around last week, and they were talking about it, doing all that kind of stuff. And it's, it mainly, to me, it's just ooky. So there you go. Uh, that was you, Douglas. Thank you, Douglas. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. By the way, this song, not in the top 500 on Rolling Stones magazine. By the way, no songs from this group. Rumors spread around in that Texas town. About to check outside the games. And you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go to that home out on the range. They got a lot of nice girls.
Wait a second, man. What do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year? Seven six easy easy. Uh, let's see. Um, 
gonna sell a couple more shirts as soon as I get off work. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yes, Jen, I put the link up there for my store at T Public. It, it, it's been a while since I've had merch, and this is really, really cool because they take care of everything. I get a percentage of the sales, not a big percentage, but I get. Uh, and Young Harm and I have been working on some designs, and we're we're continuing to work on more designs, and more stuff will come out. And the cool thing about T Public is they take care of everything. They get they they print it, they ship it. It it's gone to you. And it's not only T-shirts. They got other cool shit too. They got hoodies, sweatshirts, baseball type jersey shirts. You know, with like the, the the sleeves and stuff like that. They got mugs and stickers and all sorts of shit. So if you go to T Public and you see that, you can get that logo put on pretty much anything now. So there you go. All that's available right now at tpublic.com slash stores backslash the Arnie State Show and then a bunch of other shit. So that's how you find it. And the link is up here. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. They had the Racha shirt on sale this morning for 13 bucks. Kick ass. The, the Nature is Not Your Friend shirt. I, I have to say a very, very special thank you to my brother, Whitey. I, I, he is, it, to me, he is a brother. He's far more to a, than a friend. Uh, he's been working on that Racha shirt for almost two years. And it turned out spectacular, better than I ever imagined it. And we, we, we put the nature is not your friend on the, on the drawing, on the, the logo. Young Harm helped me with that. Uh, he did a great job. I got a new tattoo when I was in Sacramento. I got Stanley, my armadillo on my leg now. Whitey couldn't be at the show. He was helping his wife do some things here at a convention in Las Vegas, but I did get to see him. It was great seeing Whitey. And uh, so, yeah. Nature is not your friend shirt equal purchased. It looks awesome. Yeah. that 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 I'm so happy with that shirt. Like, I, 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 I've never been, and that's not even, like, I had the idea, and I told Whitey what I wanted. He drew it up, and it looks phenomenal. And all the shirts are up there. The Ass University shirt, that's Young Harm's design. The AIG was my idea. We've got a bunch of other ideas, and I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to steal an idea from Dutch Brothers. Every month on the 1st. I was going to do the, the Nature is Not Your Friend shirt uh, on uh, October 1st, but since it was a part, and I know that you guys uh, – a lot of you have seen the video, and I hope the video was good. By the way, if you saw the video on OnlyFans, I appreciate it. If I, if I sent you a copy, I hope everything came through. I didn't do any follow-ups. I just wanted to see what your reaction would be. And it, I, it seems to be good. You guys are happy with the show. I was very happy with the show. It, it, I, by far, one of my favorite shows I've ever done. And you guys were all a part of it, even if you weren't there. If you got it on video and you watched it, you were a big part of this. And I say thank you so very much because it was it was a pleasure to do that. And uh, I'm already in my head working on the next show. So there you go. 
But, yeah, all that shit's available at Public now. Check it all out. All right, over the weekend, the latest SpaceX crew landed back on Earth. They actually orbited the Earth for like three days, the all-civilian mission. Now, these people actually, I, I believe these people were in space. Like, unlike what, you know, fucking the, the, the talking penis Jeff Bezos did and Richard Branson. They went up and they came down. These people went up. And now it flew around. And then they come cut. They, 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 they entry, they made entry back into Earth. And uh, good old Elon Musk decided to take a shot at Joe Biden. Somebody wrote on Twitter, the President of the United States has refused to even acknowledge the four newest astro- American uh, astronauts who helped raise hundreds of millions of dollars for St. Jude. Oh, they're asking Elon Musk what his theory was on that, and he says, oh, he's still sleeping. You got to like that. You got to like that. I mean, look, I- I'm going to tell you right now. Did I want it to crash? Yes. Uh, I, this whole outer space thing. Now, now granted, Outer space. I got to work on. I got to work on a new thing for that because nature is not your friend. That was my closing bit. I, now I have something new. I can't wait until they start. Uh, until mishaps start happening. They got back safe. Trey Fryer says, "Well, fuck yeah! Monday just got a little better hearing that. Awesome." Were they still using the cock rocket? No, no, that was uh, this was uh, Elon Musk's rocket that they they did this one in. The cock rocket is Bezos. The SpaceX crew returned safely. They wanted to raise two hundred million dollars for St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. It raised one hundred and sixty million dollars. That's not bad. Elon Musk pl- contribute $50 million personally, so they made $210 million for the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. I think that's fantastic. But I'm just telling you right here, right now, ain't no fucking way. No way. Uh-uh. Thank God nobody got this for me for my 50th birthday. Hey, Arnie, we got you tickets to fly in outer space. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and be selling those on StubHub. Mm-mm. Yeah, space is de- definitely not your friend. Nope. Uh-uh. I ain't going up there. No, sirree, Bob. I don't know how to change space tires. Something happens out there and we got a flat. Uh-uh. I ain't going out there. It's difficult enough for me to fit on a fucking regular airplane. You think I'm going to fit in a damn space shuttle? The answer is no. And I'm proud to say I did not use the, uh, the, the, the bathroom on the plane, mainly because I don't fit. There ain't no way I'm going to be able to do a number two on an airplane. Legs are going to be everywhere. I can barely squeeze in. If I pee on an airplane, I have to do it in the sink probably because I ain't going to try to turn around. 
Spacewalking Angry Arnie. Now that's a visual. Oh, I'd be pissed. Motherfucker, why do I got to change the damn tire? I didn't do it. Mm-mm. That's cool. Arnie Space Shuttles have huge cargo areas. Not these ones. These don't. These are little bitty things. Didn't you see what Jeff Bezos went up in? Everybody was like holding hands, sitting in a semicircle or a full circle. No, thank you. Uh-uh. Don't want no part of. Nope. You're up there and you get lost. I mean, if it's a cloudy day in the world, you're going to get lost. You don't know where the fuck you are. If clouds are covering the earth, ain't like you can pull over at a fucking, at a gas station. Ain't no 7-Elevens in outer space. You walk into the, the space 7-Eleven to ask for directions back to earth, you get Danu Nanu. I don't speak that shit. Just call AAA to charge that, change the tire, or refill the gas. Oh, by the way, I, I'm sure everybody wants to know, I did procure some some clothing from the Big and Tall store in Sacramento. I got two pair of shorts and two pair of underwear. Now, I left them in the hotel room because the shorts really didn't fit. I just mainly wanted to see if I could do it. And the answer was... Could Arnie steal? And the answer is... Bingo. Yes, yes, I did. That's it. And I, I just left him there. So maybe, hopefully, those, those fucking horrible housekeepers that never came into my room can take those clothes to their fat children and use them. It's like a rocket capsule. I said space shuttle. If I'm going to space, I want to go up in something I can fly around and do flips in. Well, you can do flips in that. That's fine. If I want to do flips, I'll buy a trampoline. And you notice I don't have a trampoline. Why? Because I don't want to do flips. Best place to ever do flips was on a damn diving board. How great of a practical joke would it be for that mission control to just start playing Mork and Mindy clips every time the shuttle tried to get information? Either that or do some kind of nanu nanu talking. Home. E.T.'s voice up there. Yeah, this is SpaceX calling home. Home. <laughs> Fuck that. Going into outer space. And Jeff Bezos wants to build a hotel up there. How many times do you think I'm going to get my room cleaned in that damn thing? And it's going to need to be a lot because I'm going to be shitting my guts out a lot in outer space because I'm going to be scurred. I'll tell you this right now. I've seen pictures of that hotel that you can stay at that's underwater. First of all, that freaks me the fuck out. You're in this glass bubble, and you go to sleep, and fish are looking at you when you sleep. I'm sure there's going to be a shark bumping his nose into it going, Hey, hey, fatso, why don't you turn over? I will stay in that hotel before I ever go to the outer space 
Hotel, motel, holiday inn. Not going to lie, I would love to go to space. I get that. I hear that from so many people, and good for you guys. Hey, man, that's awesome. I'm a big fucking chicken when it comes to that. Uh Uh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. I'm a big chicken. Big. I ain't going up into outer space. No, I don't even like to ride tall rides. I've, I've been to the peak. I've been to the top of the Sears Tower. That's as far as I need to ever go. Mm-mm. You can have it. Enjoy. Have fun. I got a chicken farm. Yeah, I'm not even wanting to see the top of the Empire State Building. I'm not thinking about making it in space. Damn right. Uh, All right, let's see what's happening in America. I went on the slingshot ride at the top of the stratosphere in Vegas. Oh, I puked my guts out on that. Nope, uh uh-uh, I ain't doing that one. That's the one that goes over the side? Fuck you. Nope. And it's funny because I had my Uncle Duke. My Uncle Duke was a steel worker his whole life. If you ever if you're ever in St. Louis and you go to the zoo and their zoo is one of the top 5 zoos in America that you can go to. If you ever go to the bird enclosure, my uncle Duke built that. It was his design and it was his ironwork and his steelwork that did that. He also helped install the windows on the St. Louis Arch. If you've ever seen the St. Louis Arch, that big ass arch it's in St. Louis, big silver one. If you look way up at the top, I think it's 633 feet, you'll see some windows up there. He helped install those windows. My father forced me to go up there and look as a kid. I, I don't like heights. Like, like top of a roof or something like that, that, that doesn't bug me. I did the Sears Tower, and I went in the glass room and did the glass floor. That shook me up for a few minutes. And I was, I was ready to get back down to the normal place on Earth. But that damn ride in Vegas needs to go. Looks like you're fucking falling off. My luck, it would fall off. Oh, no, the, that one goes up and down uh, on the top. You couldn't pay me to go that one over the side. Okay. Uh, I got to go there. I'm in Winslow. I, I've been to the St. Louis Arch. I drove past it when I was driving a truck. Yeah. Yeah, my, my uncle helped put those, uh, those windows in, and fuck, I hated being up there. I hated it every second. Mm-mm-mm. Father of a seven-year-old Michigan girl whose hair was cut by a teacher without parental consent is suing the district for a million dollars. Is that in your job description? Is, is wait wait is this a cosmetology class? I can't think it is for seven-year-olds, but let's continue reading, shall we? Uh, Jim. Hoffmeyer filed a suit against the Mount Pleasant Public Schools, a librarian and a teacher assistant, 
alleging racial discrimination, assault, battery, ethnic intimidation, and intentional infliction of emotional distress because his daughter is biracial. Hoffmeyer said the girl arrived home with most of her hair on one side of her head cut. The girl, who is black and white, said a classmate cut her hair on the school bus. Now, he says that he asked his daughter, hey, I told you never let your kid, never let kids cut your hair. And he, she said, well, dad, it was the teacher. The teacher cut her hair to even it out. I, look, man, I mean, he's, he's going for a quick buck here and he's trying to, he's playing the race card. First of all, it, but, but I think he, he might have a point here. As a lad in high school. I had what you would call a flat top haircut. It's all spiked up, all flat on top. And I worked at Wet n Wild for the summer, so my hair was bleach blonde because I used lemon juice and peroxide, and that worked like a charm. Did not turn my hair orange like Sun In did. By the way, kids, Sun In was a product that we had growing up that would turn your hair orange. Um, but... First week of school started, I was at South Garland, and let me tell you, I hadn't gotten my hair cut for a couple weeks, so my flat top was a tad bit on the tall side, even taller than Yvonne Drago's in Rocky, but it kind of looked like Rocky's haircut, which was cool. I did not have the mullet to follow it, it was just a flat top. I was at lunch one day, this was the, uh, I think I was at lunch on a Friday, and I never our vice principal's name was Mr. Van Horn. He was a big asshole. He looked like a you know Private Pile. Remember you remember Private Pile? Hold on a sec. Let, let me let me see if I can find the the correct Private Pile uh, drops. Jesus H. Christ. Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? Holy dog shit! Texas only steers and queers come from Texas, and you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. So, so Mr. Van Horn, uh, Mr. Van Horn looked like an older, fatter version uh, of Private Pile from that movie. And I remember walking into the cafeteria that fr- it was the first Friday of school, my sophomore year. And Mr. Van Horn, he was all the way across the cafeteria. He looked at me, he goes, States! He had a big booming voice. No, a kid from, guy from Kid and Play had the ultimate top. He had the flat top from hell. That one was high. So he called me over, and the entire lunchroom is looking at me. And they're looking at my hair. And he told me, he goes, you don't get that haircut, boy. You can't come back to school on Monday. Now, I could have just combed it down or combed it to the side. But no, no, no. I had it I had it sticking straight up in the air. I did get it cut that day. But I went and got it cut. They didn't cut it at school. Like, the worst thing we ever had to do at school was boys weren't allowed facial hair. 
I know. It, it sounds stupid today that boys weren't allowed to have facial hair back in the day at my high school. We also couldn't wear shorts. And, yes, it was a public school. If the teacher thought you had too much stubble, thank God I did not have a lot of stubble as a kid. Um, they would send you down to the nurse's office. The nurse would give you a big razor, that one blade from fucking hell, and have you dry shave. Mm-mm-mm. I had many teachers who looked like Private Pile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did look like Vincent, what's his name? Vincent Fernayo or something? No. Uh uh. No, thanks. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on to see if, uh, see if this guy gets his million dollars from the school district. All right. Story out of Pennsylvania at a baby shower. Three people were shot at a baby shower after an argument over the gifts. The investigation showed that an incident started as the family argued about gifts for the baby shower. It got into, it escalated. Wait, where is it? Where is it? Boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah, a physical fight turned into gunfire when the suspect introduced a 9 millimeter, fired three shots into the crowd, about 25 friends and family. That's not what you're, you're not supposed to, this is a rule from what I understand. You are not to bring a gun to a baby shower. Vincent D. Onfrio. Okay, thank you, Ogre. I appreciate that. That's exactly what Mr. Orn looked like. Three people were injured, 23-year-old man, 19-year-old gal, and a 16-year-old boy. They're taken to Pittsburgh hospitals for treatments of their gunshot wounds. All because somebody brought a wrong gift? Boy, that better be one terrible gift. What, did you get the baby a dildo or something? I don't know what what would cause that. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. You did not bring her that. I told you I was going to bring that baby that. Oh, you know what I did bring? I brought my 9mm. Ka-ka, ka-ka, ka-ka. Gravy boat, motherfucker, buck, buck, buck. What, like people aren't dying enough with gender explosions? Now they're flat out killing each other. That's got to be one of the worst crimes to respond to. A shooting at a baby shower. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? One of the guys that got drugged to that thing was like, thank God this shit happened. We can go now. Because I'm telling you right now, baby shower... If the word shower is involved, the only time a man needs to be involved is if it's running water and soap. Men do not belong at baby showers unless you're the daddy. And then at that still, in these bridal showers, you motherfucking guys that go to those bridal showers, boy, I tell you this right now, I want to slap the white off your damn teeth. God, oh, I got to go to a baby shower. Or I got to go to the wife's bridal shower. Why? You're not welcome there. That's like going to her bachelorette party. 
Watch her fucking hob on other dudes' knobs. No thanks. You really bought Huggies, Debbie? Really? Pow, pow, pow. You know we're a love's family. We use cloth diapers here, motherfucker. Can't you see this going down as jewels from fucking Pulp Fiction? A Tonka truck? Motherfucker. Hey, man, I went out with buddies during my kid's baby shower. Men do not belong there at baby showers or especially bridal showers. I don't know when this all started changing. Oh, I'm going with my girlfriend to her friend's bridal shower. What the fuck is wrong with you? Where are your nuts? Oh, they're in her purse? Okay, obvious. Don't get stuck going to that shit. Drinking white wine spritzers. Talking about your fucking menstrual cycles. No thanks. That's all ooky. It's all gross. By the way, there's a rumor out there right now that Kim Kardashian has yet another sec- uh, a sex tape out there with Ray J. I don't think this is true because Ray J would have fucking capitalized on this already. Ray J still holds, uh, he's, I hold Ray J near and dear to my heart due to the greatest wedding gift he ever could give. When Kim and Kanye got married, Ray J gave them a check for like $40,000. That's how much the sex tape had made that year. That is the ultimate wiggling his cock at Kanye moment. And for anybody that bought that sex tape, what the fuck were you thinking? Pornography is free. And now I hear guys take time off work to bond with their babies. What the fuck? Yeah, they take like six to eight weeks off. Hey, look, I, I'm not going to tell people how to live their life. Let me, let me just say this. And I know I sound like an old man here, but back when I was growing up, daddies didn't take any paternity leave. These guys get six to eight weeks off. They don't have to go back to their job. They get to sit around and play with the baby. No. Go back to work, dude. Just go back. The kid's going to know who you are. Don't worry. I don't know if I could handle yet another sex tape from Kim K. Isn't one too many already? Hangtown Jen sent me this story over the weekend saying she was ready for the show to come back. Well... Thanks to stories like this, we are back. This one happened in Oklahoma. Kevion Hooks is the person's name. He's being arrested for armed robbery after he took a prosthetic leg from a victim. Well, now why is that armed robbery? 
There's no way bonding with the baby. Mine were terrible. A small talk uh, when they were newborns. Yeah, that's fucking weird. I was there when my kids were born. Cut the umbilical cord. Maybe took a day or two off and back to work. Uriah says, yes. I take weekends off to bond with my son. Like That's the way it used to be. According to the Tulsa Police Department, the victim stated that Mr. Hooks came up with a large metal spike, took the victim's backpack, and also took his prosthetic leg. He even asked the victim if it was worth anything. Where do you pawn a fake leg? Is, is, is there a special place? Is there a dude walking around in your downtown somewhere in a trench coat? Yo, man, check it out. Got you some fine fucking uh, beats by Dre on this side. Oh, you need a leg? Well, guess what? I got a right leg right here. You need a left? No big deal. Just turn the foot around a little bit. <laughs> when Mr. Hooks was caught, they found him with the legs strapped to his head. Well, that's definitely not where it goes. Police say they took the leg off Hooks's head and gave it back to the victim. Boy, this guy is fucked up. He put it on his head? Ogre says, I'd like to see some fool try to take Roy's leg. That fool's going to get turned into a human pretzel. After the show, Roy I, 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 Roy came to the stand-up show, and we were, we were visiting. And uh, he's got a new he, – he, he's got like a condo or something down in, in Padre Island, or, or I think it's Padre, right there on the beach. I was like, you ain't going in the water, are you? And he's like, yeah, I'm going in the water. I'm like, dude, you're already missing one leg. You're, you're a shark's dream. My father didn't take any time off after I was born. In fact, he never came home at all, still wondering where he is. He's still dealing with it, Christopher. He's at work. I think for the first eight years of my life, my dad was fucking hammered most of the time. So, yet we we somehow bonded. It was weird. They, my dad didn't have six weeks off work, yet we still bonded somehow. All right, our final story of the day. Oh, man, this is gold. This gal is awesome. Oh, no, come on. Come on, video. Oh, damn it. Damn it to shit in hell. Is it on the... Oh, there we go. Here we go. That was just a shitty ad for Fox. Oh, it's that terrible 911 show. It comes back this week, but nobody's watching season premiere the blackout box here we go the texas mom carabelle and then marge stone all right well i'm just thankful that y'all don't have the ability to um make a mask mandate and tonight i was going to talk about the need for a second high school but i was sidetracked by for the boys pussy or the idea of pussy or the idea of idea of pussy a mexican is a mexican is a mexican take her out back we boys figured then hand on the titties put it in her coin box put it in her cornhole grab a hold of that braid rub that calico you can find that on page 39 
of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right, not going to lie, I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. But according to Wikipedia, oh, cornhole it. is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s in the United States as verb form to cornhole, which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have anal sex. I do not want my children to learn Thank about you. anal sex in middle school. I have never had anal sex. Thank I don't you. want to have anal sex. I don't want my Hard kids having anal stone. sex. I want you to start focusing on education and not public Earth. health. Stone, not public you're health on. Officials. You are supposed to be educating our children. Wow. That is the, this is why you should go to school board meetings. Is because shit like this happens. I'm more confused at how she didn't know what cornholing was. You have the game. I will say. I will say this right now. Ah, guarantee. That fucking game is out of her backyard. She went home as soon as the school board meeting was over and got rid of that. Oh. Oh, did you think, oh, can you imagine being her husband? Oh, did you find it funny that you were playing cornhole in my backyard and not telling me that cornhole meant anal sex? Who doesn't know that cornhole means anal sex? Her name is Carabelle. This is the woman's name, Carabelle. According to the book titled Out of Darkness, there's a section about anal sex which she feels is highly inappropriate. I'm going to have to say that if that is literature that they're forcing 7th graders to read, I might have a li- I might I might I might see your point there. <laughs> the poop hole loophole. Bullshit, she's a three-input woman for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, and they cut her mic. Like, she, like her acceptance speech at the Emmys was too long. I'm surprised they didn't have, like, the marching band start playing when she was talking. The school board pulled the book from library shelves following her complaint. The district shall not remove materials from a library for the purpose of denying students access to ideas with which the district disagrees. So so they listened to her. They took the anal sex book out. I don't know why it's in the school library, but hey. Oh, God damn it. So is it just anal sex she doesn't want her kids learning about? Is scatology fine? Oh, she. I guarantee she don't know what scatology means. Let's listen to her one day. This rant is glorious. Stone. All right, well, I'm just thankful that y'all don't have the ability to um, make a mask mandate. And tonight I was going to talk about the need for a second high school, but I was sidetracked by, for the boys, pussy or the idea of pussy or the idea of idea of pussy, a Mexican is a Mexican is a Mexican. Take her out back, we boys figured, then hand on the titties. Put it in her coin box, put it in her cornhole, grab a hold of that braid, rub that calico. You can find that on page 39 
of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right, not going to lie, I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. But according to Wikipedia, cornhole is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s of the United States as verb form to cornhole, which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have anal sex. I do not want my children to learn about anal sex in middle school. I have never had anal sex. I don't want to have anal sex. I don't want my kids having anal sex. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to have it? Her husband's just sitting there going, yeah, she don't. (laughs) Her name is almost Karen. It's Kara. (laughs) That's the southern Karen. It's Kara. Oh, man. Oh, that's so good. It looks like it's a school day. I know it's in Texas. I think it's down in Austin because I saw the LT up there. It might be near Lake Travis High School. Oh, man, that is just, oh, it don't get much better than that. See, this is why you got to go to these meetings, man, because who knows what's going to happen. They're not always going to be that boring. Husband says, trust me, I've had many times the no-no spot. Young Harm says, ironically, if she would have had anal sex, she wouldn't be attending the school meeting. (laughs) Oh, shit. Hey, honey, if you don't want the gut, take it in the butt. Oh, man. Oh, that's glorious. That is just so good. Oh, I, 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 I... She's my parent of the year. God bless her. Bless her a heart. <laughs> oh, all right. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. By the way, tomorrow we will have the Mount Rushmore of appetizers. We're going to have mail this week sometime. We got appetizers. I think we'll do appetizers tomorrow and then... Uh, the Mount Rushmore of Blondes on Friday. Pretty sure we'll do that. So, uh, yeah, we're back to normal here. So, please remember, new lady t-shirts, don't want the gut, take it in the butt. We could do that, Young Harm, we could do that when like the quote shirt. Hot girls poop too. Uh, all right. Uh, remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So, until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day. And adios, everybody. One of my golden oldies right here. <laughs> Call Fort Worth Bear. Yes, I ain't no good for Jenna's. I tried. After night, you're in someone else's arms in Dallas. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Darling, while you're busy, 
is outside waiting to arrest him.